Save 10%. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHAR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. Hi, what's up? It's Friday. We've made it. It's your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Three things I think you needed to know. Number one, I think this is more important, actually. Apparently, there's this bombshell memo coming out, a four-page memo. We need it out. It'll be out soon. I'm, I'm predicting it'll be out very, very quickly. And apparently, it's so telling, and it's all about the DOJ, the FBI, that fake Russian dossier and Trump. And I think we can pretty much all say, because there were like members of Congress that were shocked by this. We'll play a, a, a soundbite in a minute of, of one of them. Uh, several congressmen that have seen it say, we can't say anything about it. We're not allowed. But heads will roll. Some will go to jail. And I think it's going to show how there was like, you want to talk about collusion. Obama's FBI, Obama's DOJ, uh, working with this uh, this this. Fusion GPS, spying on Trump, the FISA stuff. That's what it's about. It's about all that stuff. Crazy. It's, And, I mean, this is huge. This is huge. We'll get to that. Second thing that I think you need to know, looks like uh, there will be a, gov- a government shutdown. I saw last night, at least, there was the countdown clock. The media gins this up so badly. You know how many times the government has shut down since 1974? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, 18 times. Have we survived? You know when the government's going to be shut down? Well, it was shut down last Saturday and Sunday. How'd we do? Doing all right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like 88% of the government continues to run. Oh, God. But oh, my God. The end of the world. You know, we don't rely on government. It's, it's okay. The people that are going to be pissed are the people in non-essential uh, government jobs. Oh, well. Oh, well. Let me tell you what stinks. Yes. When you set up a tour of the White House four months before. Oh, whatever. And then you get there two days before they shut it down. They shut it down. You of course canceled. it stinks, but oh, well, I'd rather, I'd rather not oh, give wait, amnesty that happened to, to 800,000 illegals. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. Third thing I think you need to know, Forbes published a list. Still. What? What list was that? Tucson is the uh, slowest growing economy in 2016 in the entire country. Uh, I'll get to that. Number one, baby. Number one. We got to get that Steve Kazachik soundbite uh, at some point. Just just keep it handy if you don't mind, Ryan. When he's, We don't need any Trump stuff. We're going to continue with the loser things that we do here in Tucson. Number one, the slowest growing. Uh, we were negative. Negative growth. Negative. We'll get, we'll get into that. Uh, isn't that just, isn't that, oh, man. Oh, man. All right. So let's talk about this, uh, this memo real fast. Uh, all of these uh, these members of Congress, uh, it is worse than Watergate. I mean, it really is. I, I it's I get nobody's really talking about it. There's kind of you know pissing me off. There's leaks all over you know all over the place all the time. This can't be leaked out. Are you kidding me right now? There's leaks upon leaks upon leaks upon leaks. Why can't this be leaked out? I want to know because it only benefits the American people or well, Trump. Well, I'm just saying. That's my thoughts. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Uh, I mean, just, just what people are saying about this memo and I I'm predicting <clears throat> again, I don't know. I'm just looking at what people are saying and judging it when they're saying top senior people, senior people at the FBI, the DOJ involved with the FISA warrant, which was used to spy on Trump. 
So you know there were basically it was it was uh, and I would love to see McCain involved in this somehow. Remember, he did send his emissary to go get that thing. I really think it is uh, it's it's going to be the establishment on both sides that were trying to stop Trump. They're trying to use the FBI to do it and everything else. And um, I, I remember that that one uh, crooked uh, FBI agent stroke. In a, in a memo that he wrote to his girlfriend at the FBI, and he's like, I'm glad that, you know, I, I like that you don't think tr- Trump will win, uh, but we need an insurance policy just in case. And I think this was all part of it. Steve King, Republican Congressman, Iowa, tweeted out, I have read the memo. The sickening reality has set in. I no longer hold out hope there is an innocent explanation for the information the public has seen. I have long said it's worse than Watergate. Uh, Congressman Lee Zeldin, Republican, just read the classified doc regarding FISA abuse. I'm calling for its immediate public release with relevant source material. The public must have access ASAP. Can you imagine if this was going to be something to benefit Democrats? The media would be all over it. You don't even really see a lot of stories about it, do you? Nope. They're hiding it. Yeah, yesterday afternoon, all of a sudden, uh, I got an alert, and all of a sudden, this dude pops up on Fox Business. He's Congressman Matt Gates from Florida, and he's like, I can't really tell you what it is. All I can tell you is that I saw this four-page memo about the FISA stuff, and I can't, I can't give you any details, but it's huge, and it's terrible. I just want to come. And he was just on the airwaves. He couldn't give any. It was so weird. He could not give any information. But he just, he kept he kept just saying this is huge. Like this is going to be uh, a, a bombshell, and it's going to change everything. Uh, Congressman Ron DeSantis, Republican, Florida. The classified report compiled by House Intelligence is deeply troubling and raises serious questions about the upper echelon of the Obama DOJ and Comey FBI as it relates to the so-called collusion investigation. I mean, this is this is some big stuff. I've heard from Obama lately. Uh, he's hiding out. Uh, he's no, he's he's going to be out there uh, doing some politics. He's going to be out there trying to raise some money. These, all these people literally think they're above it all. They think they're above it. Um, there better be a lot of people paying the price for this. Okay, uh, not just people we don't know, but I mean, these, every everybody involved. Comey, all these people, they better pay the price. Uh, as a matter of fact, let's let's hear uh, 137, Matt Gates, Matt Gates, 137, Congressman Matt Gates from Florida. He's one of the uh, few good guys. The guys that are calling for all this to be released, these are the good guys in Congress. Uh, these are not the swamp. Um, I want you to uh, to hear what he had to say on Hannity's show last night. Here we go. I think that this will not end just with firings. I believe there are people who will go to jail. I was uh, very persuaded by the evidence, and it also became clear to me why Chuck Grassley and Lindsey Graham felt it so important to refer this matter for criminal prosecution. You don't get to try to undermine our country, mm. undermine our elections, and then simply get fired. So I think there will be criminal implications here, and we have to underscore the point that you and Jim Jordan just made. Every single Democrat on the Intelligence Committee Listen. voted against even allowing other members of Congress to see this information. Wow. So you know they're going to fight against release to the American people. What are the Democrats so afraid of? Why don't they want the American people to know the truth about what was going on with the government, how that impacted the president, his transition, his campaign? And it just seems interesting to me that Democrats don't want us to know what the entire basis was in the first place for the Mueller probe. They want to drag this out through the midterm elections to try to embarrass this president and distract this Congress from the critical work we've got to do to save this great country. Let's release the documents. We'll go back in just a second. I know you're doing things right. Um, The Democrats all voted against releasing this information. 
sets off alarm bells, doesn't it? Sirens should be going off. Wait, whoa. Whoa. You don't want anybody to see it? Not even other members of Congress. And yet, remember, Dianne Feinstein decided to leak out all kinds of information about the uh, the Fusion GPS stuff and blamed it on a cold. They leak everything. They do all this stuff. I don't even, you know, and I it's 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 so gobbledygook. How come they, this can't be released? Well, the House can take a vote. It's Rule Ten. Blah blah blah. Leadership's got a leadership. Well, leadership's Paul Ryan. Get up there and make this happen now. This is why government sucks. Why the hell does everything take so damn long? And I get it, you. But, oh, it's just so frustrating. Just so frustrating. Go back just a little bit, because uh, I want to hear Henry's question again, because he asked uh, Gates about, uh, Congressman Gates, that's fine, about the Mueller investigation as well, because everything is based on this Russian dossier. And again, it's, it's so obvious what's going on. You had Hillary and the DNC pay for this fake Russian dossier. They paid Fusion GPS. They paid this Christopher Steele guy to do it. Fusion GPS then uh, gets it, and the Democrats use it. It's made-up stuff. And the Democrats give it to the FBI because they don't want Trump to be president. And they go to a judge and go, look what we got here. They didn't verify anything. Look what we got. Look what we got, DOJ. Give us a warrant. Give us a warrant. We need to spy on some people. And they use that to try to spy on Trump or to try uh, to spy on Trump, hoping they get dirt. That's got to be what happened. Let's continue. First place for the Mueller probe. They want to drag this out through the midterm elections to try to embarrass this president and distract this yep. Congress from the critical work we've got to do to save this great country. Without Let's release the documents. Any details, do you conclude that Mueller, the whole issue of Trump Russia collusion, never should have come up? Does Mueller need to disband? This was a lie built on corruption, built on a sham. Mm. The entire investigation is a fiction. It's a fallacy. And when the American people see how this began, when the American people see how different people interacted with one another, how organizations were infected and infiltrated and subjected to tremendous bias of individuals and how that really played out, I think that every American will understand how absolutely ludicrous it is that we continue to allow the probe to go forward wow. it needs to end because the entire basis is a lie wow holy smoke so we will see what happens they said as soon as uh they say we want this release then within five days it'll be released as long as the president gives it the okay and i believe he will and by the way, the fact that President Trump, this, this came out yesterday afternoon, this came out right when he was leaving Pittsburgh, giving his speech. Anyway, that was entertaining. The fact that he has not tweeted anything about this when he usually does, I think says how big this is going to be. Uh, you can comment, 880-KNST, 880-5678. We'll continue uh, with some reaction. State Rep. Mark Fincham in studio at 710 this morning. Uh, he has passed. A, he has, well, he has dropped a bill. Hopefully, it'll get some uh, some traction. We'll find out. It's basically like college reform here. Um, maybe in a way, it'll get rid of those ridiculously stupid classes at U of A, ASU, NAU that don't lead and majors that don't lead to any jobs. Uh, we'll explain. He'll explain. That's at seven ten this morning. Uh, also coming back in five more on this and uh, Jeff Flake. His ridiculous tweet about DACA and Trump. I got that for you coming up. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Talk. 628, thank you for hanging out. Uh, enjoy the weather today because it's going to be a soup day tomorrow. 
How bad do I sound? I don't feel as bad as I did yesterday, but I, I feel like I sound awful. No, you sound manlier. Do so I? So maybe you should be sick more All often. All right, I like it. Okay. Do I sound sexier? Don't answer that. Let me close my eyes. All right. Oh, don't even do that. Oh, my gosh. 48 out now. Going to be 78 and sunny today. That's stuck in my brain. 59 tomorrow with a great chance of showers. That's the high. 59 tomorrow. 57 on Sunday. And in the 60s for the first part of the week next week. In the 50s, man. I love it. All right. So um, follow me on Twitter, at Garrett Lewis. I've already been uh, tweeting out a whole bunch of stuff. I love as I got a tweet. Garrett, I'm a federal employee, and they better not cave on DACA. Listen, really quick. And before we get to Jeff Flake stuff, um, you know the reason why the Democrats want to shut down the government. You do realize that, right? They want to change the narrative from how great the economy is. They don't want people talking about the economy. They don't want people talking about the stock market. They don't want people talking about the tax reform. That's all it is. It's selfish, partisan garbage. They have literally nothing to run on. So that's all it is. Uh, they could have had amnesty back when Obama was president, and he had both houses of Congress. They, yeah, what happened with that? that? They could have had that. They want to do it because they need they need a cause. They need a cause, and they could have had it, and they didn't want to do it. This has nothing to do with this. Because by the way, it's a good deal. I mean, if I guess it's a fair to, a fair deal, even though I would say it's a stipulation that fine. You know what? The DACA people can all reapply. We're actually going to do real vetting this time, though. But the Republicans have said, we'll give you, you want the DACA people, they're not kids, you want the DACA people, the illegal aliens, fine. But then give us border security, we want a wall, we want uh, end uh, chain migration, end of the diversity lottery, and, and, and E-Verify. And the Democrats have said, no, no American should be against that, by the way. Every American should be for all of those things. It shows the Democrats want to keep the chain migration because they need voters. Because people are leaving them in droves. Uh, they want the diversity lottery because they want more people on the welfare system because they'll turn into more voters for them. That's what, that, that's what they'll do. That's what it comes down to. And then you got Jeff Flake. Oh, Jeff Flake. Uh, by the way, nothing from Jeff Flake about this bombshell memo. Right? Nothing. Nothing. <clears throat> uh, Jeff Flake put out his thoughts on DACA. You ready for this? Nine hours ago. He writes, I maintain that the only way to find out what the president supports is to put a bill on the floor and vote on it. Do you not know what the president supports, Jeff? He said, I want a wall, which you didn't give in your gang of six bill. You gave $1.6 billion, $1.8 billion, which is already allotted that the house already gave. He said he wants to end a chain migration. You didn't want to end it completely. And the diversity visa lottery. You didn't want to end that either. So, Jeff, get over it. Get over it. Here we go. He got played. Flake, I had a commitment to have DACA, a DACA vote on the floor, bipartisan DACA vote on the floor by the end of January. Then all of a sudden the condition was put on, put on it. Uh, then, then all of a sudden the condition was put on of if the president supports it. We don't know what the president supports. Yes, we do, Jeff. What do you, how come I know what the president supports, but you don't know what the president supports? <laughs> Give me a break. So he, he says, I maintain the only way to find what the president supports is to put something on the floor and vote on it. Because last week, the president said he would support anything we passed. You really thought that was true, Jeff? You're dumber than you look. I don't know where he is today. 
So why in the world should the Senate be bound to what the president may or may not want? Why is he still working? Yeah, just go away, dude. Just go away. Come on. So anyway, I've had it with him. But what a tool bag. <laughs> what an absolute tool bag. Uh, by the way, coming up 633 now on KNST AM 790. Uh, more dumb tweets by the activist police chief, Chris Magnus. Oh, wait till you hear what this guy this guy tweeted now. And then we got to get to California. Uh, California is doing everything they can to protect illegal aliens. But guess who they're going after? It's like bizarro world out there. That's coming up in about five. Here's the latest on KNST from Fox. Your wife. Six thirty-eight. How you doing? It is your morning ritual. Happy Friday. We've made it. January nineteenth. Uh, like and follow my Facebook page. I just posted Facebook.com/slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Just put up the uh, article from Forbes there, showing that we are number one again in Tucson, having the slowest growing economy in the country. What say you? Don't be such a hater, man. I know. We'll get to that. Hang on. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, it looks like there will be a... You know what? Forget that for a second. More importantly, this memo. Let's go back. The memo. This bombshell memo uh, needs to be released. Apparently, a bunch of congressmen have freaked the you-know-what out when they read it. Four-page memo. It shows information about the Department of Justice, the FBI, the FISA warrant... And spying on Trump, who was responsible, what has happened. One congressman said, this kind of thing happens with like the KGB, not our FBI. That's how big it is. They believe not only will heads roll, but people will go to prison. This should be released probably in the next few days. Second thing that I think you need to know, government shutdown looks like it's going to happen. And the De- it will. Ha- I believe it will happen because the Democrats want it to happen because they want the media to try to divert people's attention away from the great exploding economy, the impact of the Trump tax reform, stock market going through the roof again, and instead to act as if the world is ending because the government has shut down. It will not impact your life whatsoever. Third thing I think you need to know, again, Tucson number one, baby, number one. Uh, Forbes had the story, the 10 big U.S. cities with the fastest growing and slowest growing economies, and Tucson led the way with the slowest, the slowest. I think he needs a round of applause, actually. Do you have a, yes, yes, so sad, so sad. Um, we'll get to that. Oh yeah, we will. But let's talk about another great thing. Because remember, what was Tucson? It wasn't like the most dangerous city. I think it was in Arizona, the most dangerous city in Arizona, uh, without a doubt. And I think it was, I think it was also the third most dangerous in the country. What was it? Um, I got to Google that. I just, I got to, because all these different things come out. Of course, Chief Magnus is like, no, 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 no. Oh, here's a couple of them. Uh, Tucson, the second most dangerous city for bicyclists. Uh, November of this past year, website says Tucson, sixth most dangerous big city in the country. Okay, there you go. Sixth most dangerous. Uh, a good thing that Chief Magnus, 
uh, is uh, is keeping his eye on the ball to change it. Oh, he made like a video to try to counteract. Oh, that's not really true. And blah blah blah. The FBI statistics and blah 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 is absolutely uh, improved. Right. That's what you got to do. You got to make sure people don't want to just leave TPD because you just well you you drive people out. It's mis- I've been told by cops it's miserable. It's horrible. People want to get out. They're retiring. There's no replacing them. Uh, and and what is Magnus doing? Let me let me read you a tweet that he did uh, yesterday. You ready? Go. Um. Uh, 21 hours ago, police chief in Iowa writes compelling column. This is what Chief Magnus wrote. Police chief in Iowa writes compelling column describing why DACA is crucial to protect both local communities and our nation. The ultimate, the ultimate in, I mean, keeping your eye on the ball. This is what's important to you. The activist police chief here in Tucson. Uh, that, that's what that's what he did. He thinks this is very important. It's six most dangerous city in the big city in the country, right? And now we have now we have a police chief that is sticking up for illegal aliens. Uh, illegal aliens, the most important. Oh yes, we have to do it. I mean, what? Why? You should have no opinion on this. Just arrest people for breaking the law. That's your job. Of course, he then tweeted out 12 hours ago, Center for LGBTQ Young People celebrates its grand opening today on 4th Avenue today in Tucson. The center represents a real milestone for inclusion and engagement opportunities involving LGBTQ youth. Uh, it's nice. Again, the city is very dangerous. And what are you doing? What are you doing? He just he just pushes stuff over and over and over like that. And look, they, listen, there are police chiefs and there are sheriffs that are very, very political. I get it. Right. Um, well, it's being political, but then there's agenda. Yes. And that's what he has. He has a gigantic agenda when it comes to this. Um, and, and he just keeps pushing it, pushing it. When his primary job is to just uh, communicate to the public on how he's keeping everyone safe and then proving how he's keeping the public safe, how he's improving everything, uh, wanting people to work at TPD and not leave and that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just. But what do you expect? He's the one that was brought on by that, uh, the, you know, the city council, the mayor. They wanted this kind of a guy here. It's horrible. So, uh, so you have that, which is nice. And we'll get to uh, some, some more uh, insanity in, in Arizona. I think we'll have time to do it before the top of the hour. Uh, a, a Phoenix City Councilwoman was on Tucker. She wants to be the mayor of Phoenix. Oh, do they have issues too then if this chick's going to be mayor? Uh, she was on Tucker's show. I don't get it. I think Tucker and I are very similar in that aspect. Is that you ask, you ask good questions. People go on a show, they know they're going to be asked tough questions. They're fair questions. They're tough. I think I ask fair and tough questions too. And then uh, they don't know how to answer them and they look dumb as hell. Like, why, why would, why, I don't get why these people want to continue to go on his show. Like, it's, you're not going to win. Just like Martha skipped out on this show, Martha McSally, because she wasn't going to win. Maybe she would have opened our eyes. We don't have to agree on everything. But I had simple questions, fair but tough to ask her. And she realizes it ain't going to be good for me. Screw that guy. Yet people go on Tucker's show. I mean, it's just dumb. You should be X'd out of the election up in Phoenix, lady, because you're dumb enough to go on that show and look like a moron and sound like one. We'll get to that. But first, speaking of that, California, it is it is insane what's going on in California. Oh, yeah. 
they if you don't know, they passed a law last year. It started. Uh, it came into effect January first, where basically they became a sanctuary state, and they uh, prohibited police, sheriffs, you name it, from working with, aiding, you name it, uh, ICE agents. They don't want that. No, 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 no. Everything they can do to protect illegal aliens, and that includes, by the way, going after businesses that actually work with ICE. The California Attorney General, he was a congressman, he wants to do more, he'll probably be the next governor of that wacko state, Javier Becerra, had a press conference about this. And by the way, this is after there have been so many, uh, I mean, we talked about yesterday, the illegal alien uh, in Sacramento, he, he basically was, he was uh, killed a couple of sheriff's deputies uh, in 2014. And he was about to be, uh, the trial's going to start and everything else would take so long. And he told the judge, enough with this crap. I want to plead guilty. I don't care. I want to send me in. I, my only regret is I didn't kill more of these people. I'm going to break out of prison. I'm going to go kill more of these mofos, blah, blah. That's what he's saying. Uh, one illegal alien stabbed the person in the neck at a restaurant, was already deported seven times. But they got sanctuary in California. What a place. So you have sheriff's deputies killed. All this stuff happening, right? Imagine being law enforcement there, not just the political chief or whatever, right? You're being told you can't help. You had you had illegal aliens kill sheriff's deputies, and you can't help ICE crack down on illegal immigrants, illegal aliens. Why are you still there? So anyway, I want you to hear Javier Becerra um, talking about the new laws. One thirty-eight. Here's how it uh, starts. Here we go. AG there are California. new laws in place in California. Now in 2018, with the advent of 2018, I mentioned two of them specifically, AB, uh, AB 450 and SB 54. AB 450 in particular deals with the workplace uh, in particular and how we go about treating the information about the workplace and employees at the workplace by employers such that we try to protect the privacy interests of people who work there and that we're not sharing information in ways that would violate the the rights, the privacy rights of those individuals and the ability of folks to work free of uh, coercion and free of, of fear at, at the workplace. And so what we're trying to just make sure is that employers are aware that this is 2018. There is a new law in place. Yeah. Privacy. They're here illegally. We've got to protect their privacy. No, no, no. Employers, they can't do anything. No, 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 no. If, they, if, they, if, if ICE says you have to show us, uh, 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 you know, the, the fact that the papers, basically, I mean, for lack of a better term, to prove that uh, they are here legally. No, 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 no. You can't do that. You can't work with them or we'll go after the employers. We've got to protect their privacy. Listen to the next time by 139. This is what he's talking about. Here we go. Listen. If there are violators of California law out there, uh, law enforcement will investigate and prosecuting authorities, could be the local prosecuting authorities, or it could be the attorney general's office, will prosecute those who violate the law. We'll go after them. The law, this law bans employers from providing voluntary consent to an immigration enforcement agent to enter non-public areas of a place of labor unless the agent provides a judicial warrant except as specified. So basically, if they come walk in and go, we know there's a bunch of illegals here. We, we, we have a reason to believe this one. But if they let them in, they can get prosecuted by the state of California. Oh, so, yeah. 
Who mm-hmm. wins here? Is it federal uh, federal law or, or state law? Who knows? You know who wins? Illegal aliens. That's who wins. That's true. That's who wins. Uh, it's uh, it's it's nuts. Uh, they they these are federal laws that are on the books. It bans public officials and employers from turning over criminal illegal aliens to federal immigration officials. What? So we're going to go after uh, business owners uh, who are here legally, have businesses, uh, employ people, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. They do Cut it. them off. If they, if they do anything, if an ICE agent's like, hey, that person's here illegally, they didn't, oh, 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 you can't work with them. You can't work with them. Just cut off their funding. Dude, I something's got to happen. Tell me why you can't. I know, I know. If they can thumb their, no- their nose at a, at federal law, then the feds can go, okay, uh, well, then we'll just uh, we'll just. Well, I'm going to laugh because the uh, there are rumors, and the head of ICE said, we don't. We don't tell people what we're going to do, but there are rumors that they're going to go hit up Northern California and certain parts of uh, something out with California overall and start cracking down on illegal aliens. They're going to start doing this. Um, it's, uh, it's just so, it's just so ridiculous uh, what, what's happening. And, and it's, again, it's, it's bizarre. It is literally bizarre world. There's nothing else to say, but it, the fact that it's bizarre world. 650. Uh, speaking of that, wait till you hear this Kate Gallego. Uh, she apparently went on Tucker's show with the idea of uh, she loves DACA. Apparently, she said Doug Ducey wants to protect the DACA people, too. Great governor. I'll ask Mark Fincham when he's uh, about that when he's in here in 20 minutes. Um, so she said uh, the illegal aliens and she calls them immigrants, of course. They just uh, they help us be a rich community. So Tucker had a great question. All right. If. Uh, Illegal aliens help you be a rich community. How many do you want? 10 million? How many do you want? Give me a number. Go for it. Freaking brilliant. Absolutely. Wait till you hear her answer. Wait till you hear how she tries to spin her way out of this. Oh, it's just, it's fantastic. Uh, We'll continue with that in about uh, three minutes. 651. Morning ritual. Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 790. Tucson's most stimulating talk save 10 percent. your shot at one thousand dollars now text the word luck to 200 200 you'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio radio info standard data and message rates apply that's luck to 200 200 Do it. Hello. Hi. Happy Friday. It's your morning ritual with me, Gary Lewis, on KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. There are three things I think you need to know. Uh, number one, this really is the big, big deal. I wish the media wouldn't talk about this stupid government shutdown, but number one, uh, heads may roll, people may go to prison. There's a bombshell memo that members of Congress have read. The Democrats voted to not let it be public. The Republicans want it out, and it probably will be in the next few days. And apparently, nobody really wants to say what it is because it's against the law for them to actually leak. I don't like what the Democrats do. But you can surmise it's about the FISA warrant that was used to spy on Trump and his associates, the senior people at the DOJ and the FBI, and that Russian dossier. And apparently it's so insane that there were a bunch of congressmen that wanted to go on cable news 
to say, I can't tell you what's in it, but I was shocked. I can't believe this is happening in our country. And we can surmise that it was basically how um, the warrant was given. You know, the Hillary and DNC paid fake Russian dossier uh, was provided to the FBI, and they used that. They knew it was fake, and they used that because they didn't want Trump to win. And they went to a judge and said, look at this. We have some stuff we got to spy on uh, the Russians or this or who knows. And they used that to, to spy on Trump, to wiretap, as he said, even though it was wiretap, it was spying, surveilling. And it, it, in this four-page memo, it lays out everything, apparently. It's insane. That is huge. We'll get to that. Second thing that I think you need to know, government shutdown looks like it's going to happen. They have the countdown clock on Fox and every single cable news network as if it's like like all of a sudden the world's going to explode for God. I mean, yeah, what the hell? Uh, life's going to go on. Everything's going to be okay. Government was shut down last Saturday and Sunday and you survived, right? Yeah. Uh, 88% of the government continues. Uh, we are still going to have our military with guns and bullets and things like that. The Democrats want this to happen, just so you know. They want this to happen because they want this to be the big story. So the media, not like they would anyway, and they want the people to stop talking about how great the economy is, how big the market is, how many jobs have been created, uh, and the tax reform. They don't want you to talk about those things. They want you to talk about this. And they're going to scare you with it. The government has shut down 18 times since 1974. Whatever. Third thing I think you need to know, Tucson is number one again. If you uh, like and follow my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, uh, a lot of thought went to that name. Uh, There's a story from Forbes. Tucson is number one again, number one for having the slowest growing economy among big cities in America. So there you go. Uh, You got to love that, right? The number one slowest growing economy, it was actually negative. It was actually, no joke, it was negative. Um, Again, the story's up there. The slowest growing large cities, 2011 to 2016, Tucson, negative 3.7%. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Just so you know, from 2011 to 2016, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, it says that the uh, economies, U.S. cities saw their economies grow 10.9% from 2011 to 2016, and we... We shrunk negative 3.7%. But keep on electing the morons that are out there, Skinny Steve and everybody else and whatever. Uh, all right. Let's, it's true. We have state rep Mark Fincherman here. Thanks for coming in, Mark. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me Of here. course. Come on, man. Uh, we have fun here, right? <clears throat> uh, but you know what? Before we get to your college reform, it's very important, but I have to just do this. Can you play the Kazachik? You ever hear what Steve Kazachik said the day after... Uh, or the night of his election win, his unfortunate win. Because all we do apparently here in Tucson is lose, lose, lose. All Trump does is win, win, win with the economy, the jobs. We, it's booming now, am I right? I'm not making this up, am I? Yeah. Okay. So uh, right after... I don't follow Steve, What do you mean? Because I don't follow Steve Kazachik, so I have no I, idea I got you. So I, you'll love this. So he gets up to do his little speech that he won. And uh, Mario, Mariano Rodriguez, who's a good guy... Mm-hmm. And it was a Trump guy, and he ran against him, and he did a good job, but there's too many crazies and dumb people in Tucson. So he lost. So uh, they tried to make uh, Marion Rodriguez into a Trumpian guy, which, I mean, it's like the complete opposite of Tucson. So Kazachi gets up on stage and says uh, says this. Here we go. Play it. Here. The 2016 presidential election, and I am grateful to all of you who care enough about this community to not sit this one out. It is fundamentally important to preserving the values, Tucson values, who we are, 
that we now, as Joe was saying earlier, get energized, continue to be energized, and participate in the democratic process to make sure that we don't turn Tucson over, Southern Arizona area, the Pima County region over, to the Trump theology, which is quite frankly what it is, that uh, has no business in this community. So thank you there for sharing and so many. So that we, we, we don't need jobs and winning and things like that. I guess he doesn't want to make America great again. Or Tucson great again. Yeah. Because, again, negative 3.7% growth from 2011 to 2016. When the average was 10.9% growth. Which is really strange because we've got um, you know the business analysis stuff. We see uh, we're going to pick up a congressional seat, possibly yep. two. And all those people are coming from New York. New Jersey, yourself, you've joined our workforce here. There's like five northeastern states. Five northeastern states are coming to Arizona, Texas. Texas is going to pick up three. There's a message there. People continue to vote with their wallet. And if they're not voting for Tucson, they're voting for someplace else in Arizona because we're seeing growth everywhere else. Pinal County, exploding. Well, Tucson's shrinking, apparently. Everybody else is growing, and we're shrinking. And you have this, it's like insanity. They keep doing the same thing over and over again. You get that with hot water. (laughs) There's shrinkage here. There's shrinkage in Tucson. It's terrible. And it's tragic, because Tucson is a great town. It really is. There's so much potential. There is so much potential. Well, let's talk about what you're doing. Um, For a long time, I have been mad. I think college is a scam, because... uh, the costs keep going up. I don't see the return on investments. I see, co- and I've gone through this. You know, I had to take, because I had to fit a, uh, an elective, I had to pay for and take coll- uh, classes on uh, sci-fi movies, Star Wars, this kind of garbage. And I'm like, why am I paying for this? Why am I writing a 10-page paper on Star Wars? And there are classes at the U of A. We have a guy that works here. Took a class studying werewolves and vampires in Eastern Europe. They don't actually exist. That's so you have a well-rounded yeah, education. Exactly. Yeah. So they don't lead to jobs. There are classes and majors that don't lead to jobs. Yet what what are these universities doing every year? Hiring more of these dopey people to teach these stupid classes, raising tuition uh, because the government gives out loans to anybody that has a pulse. It's just not fair. And again, if they're a private university, great, but I don't want my tax dollars being used to subsidize those garbage classes that don't add to the workforce here in Arizona. I think you've landed on a very good point, and and that is that the taxpayers are helping subsidize education. Uh, if it were a private sector school, they could do whatever they yeah. want to do. go ahead. Your, your I, money. I, I think one of the big issues that we have is that we used to have educational institutions that had a business office. Mm-hmm. We now have businesses that deliver education. And by that, I mean, we've, uh, you know, I, a former regent here, uh, gosh, a year and a half, two years ago, said something in a meeting that really struck me. Um, we have a 44, I think it's $44.5 billion brand in the university system in Arizona. Okay, now, first of all, that made me ask the question, then why are you asking us for $15 million? Crickets. Yeah. Huh. $44 billion franchise that brand okay and what so does that what does I, that, what does I, that I presume, mean though Hang I presume on, okay. what he was talking yeah. about is with with all in the all three universities oh, okay you know that when you talk about the brand of the arizona university system that's how big it is yeah okay i'm willing to yield that because yeah. i didn't know at the time 
And I think that that probably is right. In fact, I think it might the currency might be even a little higher than that now. But it deals with athletic programs yeah. and, and selling T-shirts all that, and everything, all, that, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think what was difficult for me is a couple of statements that, that have been made throughout the last two years lead me to believe that there is no longer a sense of mission. Uh, that. The mission of the universities, each university, is not well defined. They may have a mission statement and kind of go through the motions, but I, with the the broad range of stuff that's being offered, when we have business people saying, "Look, we got to have people with engineering degrees, mathematical skills, mm-hmm. accounting skills. Uh, we, we've got to have teachers that are extremely well versed in higher thinking, critical thinking." When all we're getting is people who know how to protest. Yep. Somehow we are not fulfilling our mission. Okay. Now, I'm not going to hoot on the, the Board of Regents for that specifically because that's not their job. It's the university's job. And quite honestly, um, I've, I've met Dr. Robbins. I like him. I like him a lot. I okay. think he's going to make some really needed changes mm-hmm. at U of A. Um, and that's the one that I'm closest to. Okay. And I, I don't have a whole lot to do with ASU. But specifically you wanted me to come on and talk about the let's do this okay let's say so so it's it's veered off instead of you know again we as taxpayers pay state taxes and and our tax dollars are given to a lot of different places including the universities Mm -hmm. and the point is is that we can help subsidize people to go to school so they can come out and create jobs or perform jobs that would add to arizona's economic growth add to our community make everything better right keep raising Mm -hmm. the the standard of living. And uh, it's gone from those universities producing jobs where you can actually make stuff, produce stuff, produce wealth, to activists, to gender studies, to all these things that literally you can't get a job doing anything, and you become like a community organizer. Um, so how do you police that? Because say you don't blame the Board of Regents, but these universities stick their hand out every single year and say, give us some money. So how do you say, you know what, you need to do a better job? Well, I think you you redefine the role of the Board of Regents. Okay. And that's basically what, what you're my, doing. My, so. my bill is designed to do. Currently, we have a Board of Regents that's uh, supposed to provide oversight for all three universities. Yes. And the issue uh, has come up a number of times. Have we gotten into a place where there's regulatory capture? Meaning, when you get, when the regulator, when the oversight gets too close to the organization, they get just a little too comfortable. So the Board of Regents, the people on there, are getting too close to the people that run the universities. Uh, that could be. Okay. And that, that appears to be one of the problems. Okay. So what we've looked at, and I got a, an attorney general's written opinion on the exact authority that the legislature has over the Board of Regents. Now, the Board of Regents is a constitutional organization, mm-hmm. which is kind of unusual. Arizona is one of the very few states that have that. Many of, of the states, Oregon, which is one of the models that I've used for this legislation, um, theirs was statutory. And um, interesting story about them, they did a restructuring and they thought, well, you know, everybody's going to continue to use our services. So they made it so that the universities, I think there's seven up there that can opt in or opt out. Within a year, they had all opted out. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so the value add there, just the, yeah. the proposition for value just wasn't there. So what we're seeking to do with this is right now, and I'm I'm not I am not impugning what the governor's done as far as appointing people. I think we've got a wrong structure. Yeah, we we to take a break and say, but I want to get more to this. What? Yeah, tell me if I'm wrong, real quick, and we'll get more on this on the other side. Uh, 
nobody really oversees the board of regents. Bingo. But you, so this legislation that you're going to do. It's a big part of it. Yes. Is going to create a group of people. That will oversee the job they're doing. Yeah, we're going to redefine the work the, the work that gets done. Okay, cool. Well, I want to find out. We'll find out how that happens. If you're going to get support, more about that. Coming up, uh, State Rep. Mark Fincham is in studio with me right here on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 728, going to be about 78 degrees today. Enjoy it because tomorrow's going to be cold, rainy in the mid to upper 50s, uh, dry on Sunday, but in the mid 50s as well. So you can uh, wear your hat and gloves and scarf. That's what they do here. Weak. I can wear my mittens. There you go. Uh, State Rep. Mark Fincham is in studio with me. He still has not left. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, usually, uh, people get sick of me, and they're like, "This guy's an idiot." Yeah, you're gonna put on your hoodie like that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're a Michigan guy. This isn't cold for you. Um, so let's talk about this. You you created this bill that basically is gonna have someone finally oversee the Arizona Board of Regents, and and what does that do? Okay, because I want. If it was up to me, you're nicer than I am. Of course, I don't know rules, and this is why I'm on the radio, and I don't play well with people. Um, but I would be like, I want, a, I want an organization that will literally look at the uh, the curriculum, the syllabus, and examine every single major and classes offered in that major and go, this is stupid. You don't need this. This won't lead to a job in Arizona. Get it out. This goes back to mission that mm-hmm. we were talking about mm-hmm. in the last segment. So... Um, the whole point of of knowing what your mission is yeah. is what are the things you're going to focus on? And there are foundational cl- classes, mm-hmm. foundational education, and then there is that education designed to um, tease out or or introduce you to a specific skill set that will prepare you for that thing that you are paying a lot of money for, a mm-hmm. degree in a specific field. Yep. Now, if you want to come back and take classes, or if you want to if you want to choose to take some classes. And pay for them, there is I, I see no problem with that. But to force a student to take a class in your own case, I, I forget what it was you said. Oh, you had I had to, to take, take uh, Star Wars. I had, to, I had to do a Star Wars film class. I had to do a sci-fi film class. I had to do one that fit in. I had to do a uh, a, a gender studies class. Somehow, I don't think that fits into radio broadcast. No, no, that's so, why I got mad at. College. I stopped it, buying books after my junior year. I got it, so mad. And it very much it makes one think that this is something akin to tuition harvesting. Yes, they rip you off. We've, we've turned into an employment agency that has professors mm-hmm. that are teaching things that we're forcing students to take that are not completely accretive to their educational process. Exactly. But you asked, the, you yeah. asked a different question. So the, what the bill, the effect of the bill would be uh, to um, break up the Board of Regents and create three governing boards. Those governing boards would work very closely with the president and his staff. The president and his staff would justify their business operation, both economically and academically. So I'm told by, uh, and interestingly enough, when I introduced the bill, people came out of the woodwork supporting me. And I'm talking about students, professors, faculty, um, alumni, people who have worked for the university in the past. They said, this is so overdue. So overdue. So, so you're going to break up the Arizona Board of Regents? So the Board of Regents would be restructured, essentially. Okay. We would have three governing boards, one over each one of the state universities. Okay. Uh, and then uh, atop of them, we would have uh, a board of trustees, trustee regents, which would consist of the governor, speaker of the house, uh, president of the Senate, the two majority leaders, and the two minority leaders. Right now, the minority uh, elected officials 
in the state legislature mm-hmm. don't have a whole lot of input. And I think that's critical to have that that shared vision about where do we want to take our educational system. Um, that board of trustees would essentially define what's the scope of work, what's the, the work product, what are the deliverables that we want to see from the university system and instruct the, uh, the local governing boards. This is what our expectations are. And you're going to report back to us every other or twice a year to let us know what's the progress on. Key part of that is we now have a board of trustees that's elected officials, every one of them, responsible and responsive to yep. the people. Okay, the governing boards, on the other hand, um, will will provide more direct oversight, and they would meet every other month. Uh, I don't, for those that are familiar with Six Sigma, it, this is a a business process um, evaluation okay. that happens every other month. So the president and his staff would come in uh, and prepare a presentation to their governing board, yeah. saying, "This is how we're operating. We're uh, ahead of plan, below plan on revenue." Uh, we have cut these classes because we don't have a sufficient student load. Uh, we've trimmed our sales, and we're basically making our operation much more efficient, and we're focused on those things. And, and this all goes back again to mission. We're focused on those things that the business community is calling for. Okay. And then on the other, one of the other conditions of the mission is what people want to have. I, I don't want to have a university system that is solely focused on STEM. If there are people who want to get into the film industry, for example, great. Then the classes I mean, that you were forced to take, yeah. those may be appropriate, but they're not appropriate for radio broadcasting. Exactly. You know, do something that's going to result in a exactly. job. You can get a job in film. Exactly. I don't know what you get a job in when you do women gender studies. I, I have no idea. I have no clue. Nor do Dating. I. Dating. Still not good, okay. but anyway, I, I just, I just. Well, the don't. other, the other piece to this. Well, is, hang on, we, we take break. A quick break out. Wait, wait, I know because you want to talk about tuition. Yes, there is a big deal that we're going to get. I'm inviting people to stay with us. Okay, that's how it works. There is a big deal. Wait till you hear this. Uh, how this is going to impact tuition. This is a brilliant part of this bill from State Rep. Mark Fincham, the tuition for the three universities. Uh, You'll find out about it when we come back in about five. Right now, here's the latest from Fox. Yeah, it is. Hi, 741. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, there is a bombshell memo, four pages. A bunch of Republican congressmen have read it. They want it released. It's classified. And apparently it's going to show the real deal between the Department of Justice, senior people, the DOJ, the FBI, the FISA warrant that they got based on the fake Russian dossier, and spying on Trump. And they said this is incredible. Heads will roll and people will probably go to prison. That's how big it is. Uh, Second thing that I think you need to know, sources tell Fox News, expect a government shutdown. Okay, that's cool. Let it happen. uh, The the Democrats literally are are just, well, it's not going to be good for them. They're not going to outsmart Trump. Are you serious right now? They're doing this on purpose. They want people to talk about nothing but the shutdown that will not impact your life one bit, by the way. Uh, and uh, they don't want people to talk about the stock market, the great economy, the jobs created, the tax reform, everything that's good. They don't. They want everything to be about Trump shutting down the government. And they did it. And by the way, they're doing it because they can't get amnesty for illegal aliens. How's that going to work in America? Huh? That's what got Trump elected. Third thing I think you need to know is that Tucson is number one again. Uh, the slowest growing big city, the slowest growing economy. For big cities in America. Number one. Yes, slowest growing. The average uh, city in America saw their economy grow by 10.9% from 2011 to 2016. Story on uh, Forbes had 
Tucson was the number one slowest at negative 3.7% growth. Negative 3.7%. That's on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. You'll see it. I also tweeted it at Garrett Lewis. Follow me there. Uh, you should do that. All right, Mike, Mark Fincham is uh, with me still. State rep Mark Fincham talking about his bill. Uh, that is basically, is it like, it's basically college reform, isn't it? University reform? Is that pretty much, we had tax reform? It's kind of like that. Kind of. Okay, it's because university you're doing some major management changes. reform. Okay, well, there you go. There you go. Well, what it comes down to is this. There's not going to be oversight. And, uh, and if you're just tuning in really quick, uh, Mark wants to uh, just basically get rid of the Arizona Board of Regents, which nobody knows who the hell they are anyway. Uh, they oversee all the universities, blah, 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 NAU, ASU, U of A. And he wants to have uh, a particular organization over each one. So this one over ASU, U of A, NAU. So the one over the U of A and the rest of them, they meet every other month. And basically the president and everybody at, uh, at U of A need to justify their jobs, right? Need to justify what they're doing. This is our business plan. This is where we're winning, losing, cut. Nobody's signing up for this. We don't see this, this class or major offering jobs. Or let me ask you this. Can the people on these, on these committees, right? Is that, what, what should I say? How do you no, want to call it? Governing board. Governing board. Can they say, why do you guys have this class? Why do you guys have this major? How is that going to help Arizona's economy grow? What jobs come from that? Will they be able to say that? Sure. Well, first of all, I don't want to get rid of the Board of Regents. I want to restructure it. Okay. We can't get rid of them. Okay. They are a constitutional body. Okay. Uh, but the legislature certainly can define everything about What them they do. Okay. And what they do, their okay. work product, how their processes work, what, the, what their function sure. is, all that. So the whole point of having the governing board yeah. is to hold the president and his staff accountable for everything from academics to the business operations. So, so what I want to say, though, I mean, it's, it's obvious. It's common sense to us that there's no reason to have a class called werewolves and vampires in Eastern Europe. Uh, that might be a good target for cleansing, and if we can you go, will, you know, the, the college a, course catalog. You, when you go to the U of A, you can minor in hip hop. Well, I suppose if you're going to be a music student, that you don't might be appropriate. Listen to the radio. You'll be just fine. Dr. <laughs> Dre didn't do it, you know. <laughs> he did okay. Well, one, th- one thing that does concern me, you, you wanted to talk about tuition. Yes. Is, there's this thing, this notion called tuition harvesting, yes. which basically sets somebody up thinking that they've, I'm going to get this degree and I'm going to take this college loan or I'm going to spend this money and yep. I'm going to take these courses and they're going to make me take these other courses. I'm going to have to pay all this money. And at the end of the day, what do you have? Student debt. This well, gigantic student debt. Student debt, or you have a degree in something that, well, that you too. go to work at QT pushing buttons on yep. a register. Um, so to your point earlier when we were off air, JTEDs are uh, a fabulous offering. Because we were talking about real quick the fact that, that we don't have enough people to be plumbers and welders right. and framers and and people that do stucco. Right. This, this focus on everybody's got to go to college. Yeah. Okay, what about the kids that don't particularly want to yeah. they're they're being told that in order to be a success in this world that you have to go to college i mean we've got some stories some great stories uh, carlisle senator carlisle begay introduced me to a kid on the uh, navajo nation that mm-hmm. went through a jted got his welding degree uh through the jted process it was a high school um community college cooperative and upon graduation goes to chicago knocking down six figures easily like $120,000 as a certified welder yeah. on a construction team. There you go. And he's super skilled, came back to the reservation, told all of his friends. Unfortunately, half of his friends had committed suicide. Mm. 
I'm not kidding. I know. I, I three or four kids because I, they had they saw no, no way out. Yeah, no future. They weren't going to go to university. They they had no objective to so get this, through school. It's almost like this needs to, like you say, it's a marketing thing. It's like a marketing thing where people are they they think that they're going to be ostracized or looked down upon by society if they don't go to college. I don't have a degree. Yeah, you that, know? that's part of it. And that that's, is part. And, and, of it. Whoa, we set, not going to college. We set kids like, up for yeah, for it's, failure. It's now. awful. So one of the things that the, the other thing that yes. that I'm I'm hoping that this will generate is yeah. the conversation around eliminating. Uh, ABOR's control over tuition. The Arizona Board of Regents, yes. Okay. Arizona Board of Regents won't set tuition. They'll push that to the governing board, and we're going to make the we would make the colleges, the universities, compete. So that's, right. that's that's the same thing. Right now, ABOR tells ASU, U of A, NAU. This is tuition. This is tuition. This is what it is. This and, is what's in our budget. And that and that's and it's the same. And boom, there All you right. go. So the university is not rewarded. For doing a good job. For doing a great job oh. of trimming their budget, of running a more efficient operation. It's always about growth. Okay, wait a minute. How about you consolidate your gains? Mm -hmm. And we really focus on getting uh, education into the hands, meaningful education into the hands of students in Arizona for as nearly free as possible, which is our constitutional charge. Yep. I don't have a problem giving a qualified student, a competitively qualified student going to college, the opportunity to have a free college degree. That's what we're supposed to do yeah. in our Constitution. So to make it cheaper. To make it much less expensive. So, so basically what you're going to have is U of A saying, look what we do. You know, they could, they could run a campaign saying our students get jobs. We do it better. We do it better. Come here. And then they could also... Make it cheaper. So right. if, if students are thinking of going to ASU or NAU, I'll go to I'll go to U of A instead. And we've already got some of this formed up. So for example, U of A does some things that ASU doesn't do. Mm -hmm. Look at the optics lab. Yep. Okay. You look at some of the developmental stuff. I mean, my wife works for a company, Ventana Medical Systems, a division of Roche Tissue Diagnostics. Mm -hmm. Really long name. Yep. Do really cool stuff. They're saving millions of lives around the world. That started at U of A, mm -hmm. Doctor Grogan. Yep. God bless him. So that's great that they offer things, but when it comes to price. So now all of a sudden, any you could say, man, we're not getting as many students as we want. Let's make it cheaper to attract more in. That could be. That, so they that may, could happen. They, they take a look at their college catalog and they say, well, you know, these are the things that are costing us money that they're just they're not profitable. But you, you have to strike a balance. Yes. And I'm for people who would say, oh, it's, you're all about the money. No, I'm not. I'm about striking a balance between – what the market wants, and when I say market, I'm talking both the, the employer and the employee, mm -hmm. okay? And what we can afford to deliver. Now, I think it's all well and good that we're competing with, with colleges, universities all around the nation. Uh, but I don't think that we have a firm grasp. If I was to go to any one of the senior staff at any of the universities and ask them, what is your mission? I don't know. We'd get crickets. Collect a paycheck? Yeah. We'd, we'd get crickets. That's what it is. That's my guess. Yeah. Now, I may be wrong. I haven't talked to each and every one, so maybe some of them can name what their mission is. But knowing what your mission is and what your, what your laser focus is, I think is a really important objective if you're going to run a $44 billion franchise. I want to talk more about this. Can you hang around? You have nowhere else to go. Sure. I'm, it's I don't on the radio. No. Don't it's have okay. a life, man. No, it's okay. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. It's, it's all right.
You're on the radio. This is fun. Because I want to talk about more about this, more about, who, you know, it, will this happen? Who is supporting it? Uh, sure. did, you, did you run this by uh, the guy that runs U of A now, uh, Dr. Robbins, and, and what they think? So I want to get to all that. This is a big thing for this community because we need, we need jobs and we need, we need cheaper tuition. And there's one way to get to it, and we'll get to it when we come back. 751, we'll continue. Morning Ritual, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Dot com. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to It's your morning ritual. Me, Gary Lewis, KNS, TAM 792, Sons, most stimulating talk. Uh, there are three things that I think you need to know on this Friday. Uh, number one, I really don't care about this government shutdown. We'll get to that in, in number two. Number one, this is a big, big, big deal. And this better come out. I've already got emails from listeners going, nothing's ever going to happen because nothing ever really does. But you had a bunch of Republican congressmen go on uh, the networks last night. And say they saw this four-page memo that showed, they couldn't really say what it was, but you know it involved senior members of the DOJ, the FBI, the FISA warrant that was used to spy on the Trump man himself and his people. And I guess how it all happened, including that, uh, that BS Russian dossier. And they were reading this and they said, oh my, they all rushed to TV to say, I can't give you details, but I can only tell you, I can't believe this is happening in America. People are going to go to jail for this. They'll be fired. They'll go to jail. All these things. That's how bad it is. And now they're working on releasing it to the public. I, I predict in the next couple of days, it'll be out there. It'll be out. There. You know, it's pretty big, too, when Trump does not even tweet about it. That's how serious it is. So things are real. And this this whole Mueller investigation is all going down because they're going to show that this whole dossier was made up. And it was all they, you know what it was. It was all Hillary and, and the DNC paying for this this dossier to be created. And the FBI used this BS thing that was all full of lies to go to a judge to say, hey, we need to investigate Trump and his guys. And, and the people that are from the, from the Russians. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what we got to do. We got to go to the Russians and we're hoping that we can somehow get Trump. And they spied. And I mean, you had the, 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 the sitting DOJ and FBI under Obama working with the Democrats and probably even like McCain and those kinds of Republicans to try to stop Trump from, from winning the election. That's what it, I guarantee you that's what it is. Anyway, sorry, that's a long one thing. But it's coming out on Friday. Is it going to disappear over the no, weekend? No, it's not coming out today. They don't know. Oh. They, we have to, they haven't released it. They, this came out, but when it's publicly released, we don't, it could take up to five days once the House leadership votes on it. Why have they done it yet? I don't know. Once they vote on it, then it's up to the president. He has five days to say yes, and then you know he will. Prediction. Yeah, well, hang on, Finch, I'm up. Prediction. Prediction. Yeah. It will drop immediately after the, the government shut down. down. That's a great call. 
to then win the narrative back because Trump's a smart dude. Uh, we'll we'll get we'll talk more about that. Second thing that I think you need to I think you're onto something. Government shutdown it'll it'll happen. It will happen. Uh, and who cares? It's happened 18 times since 1974. You don't even remember when your life stopped, right? Did the world blow up? When? Tell me. Anyway, the Democrats are doing this uh, for two reasons. Well, multiple reasons. They don't want the the, the, uh, the the subject to be how great the economy is, how great the stock market is, how many jobs are being produced, how great the tax reform is, and what it's doing for jobs and people. Uh, they want to try to change the narrative to Trump shut down, the Republican shut down, the government, your life's going to end. And by the way, they're doing it to protect illegal aliens. This is not going to end well for them. Third thing I think you need to know, Tucson is number one, but it's not good. Oh, it's it's not good at all. Uh, a story from Forbes, Tucson had the number one slowest growing economy in the country from 2011 to 2016. Number one. Yep, yep, there you go. Negative uh, 3.7% growth. Yes, negative growth. You figure that one out. Negative growth. It's like Tucson is a man and it jumped in an ice cold pool and there was shrinkage. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, that, that's what Tucson was. We are the shrinkage of America. <laughs> it shrinks like a frightened turtle. Oh, yes. It's, yes, that's, that's exactly... The average city in this country grew 10.9%, according to government stats. Tucson jumped into an ice-cold pool and had shrinkage. Three things I think you need to know. State Rep. Mark Fincham is still here. You, you, you regret being here at this point? <laughs> this is why I couldn't ever do things that you do, like run for office and stuff like that, because uh, I say things. This is why my wife doesn't like to go out publicly with me either, because I say things and stuff like that. And then savant. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you know. And then, and then, and then <laughs> but then she has friends that want to invite us out because they like to wind me up and then see me <laughs> like a toy. Yeah, it's terrible. I get used like that, but it's okay. All right, let's talk about your your bill real fast. Uh, again, this is a basically a university reform. You're going to reform the Arizona Board of Regents, and a whole bunch of things are going to happen. Uh, you want each university. Uh, to be overseen by a particular group of people, governing a, a board, governing board. Mm-hmm. and every other month, ASU leaders, U of A, NAU, they each have their own governing board. And they have to basically say, "This is why I got to keep my job. This is what we're doing." Blah blah blah. But again, I want to know: Will there be anybody that actually will say, "Well, anybody in these governing boards look through the syllabus and say, why is this class here?" Well, I, uh, that's going to be their mission. And then, so who, as we talk about the well, board of trustees, saying, so and if they say get rid of it, do they have the power to make the school get rid of that wasteful? Like if they again, let's use the my favorite class. Uh, at the U of A, uh, the study of werewolves and vampires in Eastern Europe. And because that's a legitimate class, we've had young people that go to U of A that work here that have taken that class. Uh, and, and, and also, my wife, she took a, a freaking Beatles class. Well, really? Well, Beatles? Like Bark Beatles? Go on Google. You don't need to pay. This, you shouldn't pay. I don't need my taxes to subsidize a professor or someone to be teaching about the Beatles. You know, I'm just over this stuff. That's a really good point. You know, that's why I'm like, and my wife, I, it was an easy A. I'm like, yeah, who's paying for it? Come on. That's why I got mad. And I wasn't paying for it, but I was and, just And mad. that's very endemic of the situation. It was an yes. easy A. Yes. Okay, if it was that easy, did it teach you critical thinking no, skills? No, exactly. Heck, heck no. Heck yeah. no. No, it didn't. So, so, so to, who, to answer your question. Who's going to say, get rid of this? So that'll be, uh, we need to understand that the Board of Trustees, right now, um, the legislature is the policy-setting organization for yes. public government. 
Universities are part of that. Yes. We set policy. Uh, there are some members of ABOR who seem to think that they set policy. Not so. Okay. However, we're going to reset that with the trustee board, mm -hmm. which will define work product, work rules, scope of work, those kinds of things. And they'll basically instruct uh, through a memorandum to the governing board, this is what we want you to accomplish in this next year. The system is massive. Yes. So to expect change overnight is unrealistic. Mm. However, if the, if the presidents and their staff have to justify what they're doing and the governing board is there to ask pointed questions, there's a system which actually comes out of New York, <clears throat> Comstat, Chief Brannon, New NYPD, they were looking at all the broken windows and why New York was falling apart. And they said, okay, what do we have to do to find root cause? Let's get down to managing the business of government. People say, well, you can't do it that way. That's funny. It seems to be working at the state rather well. Mm -hmm. So if this governing board is holding the president and his staff accountable through this Comstat process where the governor, an example, you have an outlier, all of a sudden you've got nobody taking a particular class. The president and his staff should be able to answer why? What that outlier is. If everything is, is running in the system, fine. But hang on a second. Even if you say they're not taking the class, but then you have a class where it gets around to these, you know, kids yeah. whose parents pay or whatever, and they, it's an easy it's A an you easy should a. take it. There's 50 people so in the class. A, I think you raise a very good point. Yeah. It becomes a question of why are we doing what we're doing? And if we can't answer that question yes. very simply, we probably shouldn't be doing it. I mean, you just commented about the, the government shutdowns. Yes. There's a rule in business. If somebody, if nobody notices that you're not doing something, why are you doing it? Exactly. Exactly. Is it accretive to what is yes. going on yes. in, in the educational process? Yes. Okay. Exactly. So you had another question about, I think, well, Jay Ted. Like, I, I want to, before we no? get to get to that. Yes, I'll, I'll get to that. But before even that, I like, I want to know, is, I mean. I want someone to literally just go through the gigantic class, you know, the syllabus, I guess, or the, whatever, the class, the book that has all the classes that are available. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. And to go, I want this governing board, your job is to go through this and say, this is dumb. This doesn't lead to jobs. This is dumb. And I get the whole critical thinking thing. Right. But, I mean, there is so much fat to be, to be cut. So that goes back to individual university operations. So who holds and that accountable? Because if Bob I, Robbins isn't cutting the fat, I, I want to know why. I, from what I have, have, I've had a number of meetings with, with Dr. Robbins. Yes. And like I said, I told you at the outset, I like him. Mm -hmm. uh, he is, he's got a business mind. He also has an educator's mind. Mm -hmm. So I think I, I would, I would guess that that's exactly what he's doing right now is looking through the entire scope of what the university is doing and asking the seminal question, why are we doing it? Does this feed into my vision as president for what our mission should be? Are we fulfilling the mission we've already signed up for? So he's now we're talking about critical thinking. How long does this take? Though? This is, I guess, you know, you, you, you work in the private sector. Mm -hmm. You're a realtor. Uh, I work in the private sector. Look at Trump. It's like Trump versus everything that happens in the government. He moves at light speed. They move at a snail's pace. What says Bob Robbins can't take a week and just go over every freaking class and go circle them? I mean, this is basic stuff and say this isn't needed. Let's save the taxpayers money. Sorry, uh, you know, Bob Smith, and you're teaching, uh, you know, the history of hip hop from 1980 to 1990. You're not needed at this point. See you later. So I, I don't want to put on my hat of 
misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that process will look like. Yes. Okay. Um, you could I, just appoint me to be a benevolent dictator. I'll go through every single course at all three universities and fire everybody. God help us. <laughs> <laughs> well, it may. No. I, I, but that's I, what it comes you know, I think the, one of yeah. the things that we need yeah. to look at is if there are kids that have signed up for um, a, a particular degree course. Yes. And they are in process right now. This isn't something that's going to change overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the elimination of courses or the substitution of if there's something to substitute an easy a course yes with something that is is accretive mm-hmm. sign me up for it sign me up for that all day long the idea of just going through the course catalog and scratching stuff out while it may be appealing and sound expedient i i i want to be cautious about what we cut and fully understanding, and that's where I think the president and his staff ends up being, the, the, those are the people who are closest to what's, what their objective is. Because there may be an element within one of those classes that is justifiable. I don't know the syllabuses. Mm-hmm. I don't know all of that. I do know the reports of students and faculty and alumni are, it's loaded with junk. So exactly. if they come back and they exactly. say, look, we're looking at, in a conversation that I had with one of the uh, Central Arizona yeah. Community College, um, gal comes in, new president a year ago. She says, hey, I took a look at the college catalog, and there's roughly 20% of what's in there. We have no business teaching. So the one I gave her, get rid of it. They did. Okay. She did. She just cut it. Because I'll give you, my, my father-in-law was a president of a lumber company, 13 right. years. Ran a bunch of different divisions underneath him. You know what he did? Every every uh, week, whatever month, he'd have meetings with the people that oversaw plants. Tell me how it's going. What's going on? You have this, this. What? Do you, why do you need this? And it's like, it, for some reason, that happens in the real world, but not in the academic world. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, Bob Robbins has been yeah. there for several months now. You know what? There's people that run every department, division. Come in here and justify why you have. Let's I go think, over this. I think that's actually what he's doing. Is he doing he it? Is, he is establishing an understanding of what they do, what their role yeah. is. Are they fulfilling their role? Yeah. Um, and are they the people necessary for his team in order to accomplish the change that he wants to accomplish, mm-hmm. if he wants to accomplish change? And I think that he probably does. But that's kind of getting done in the weeds. Yeah. I, I, you asked about supporting the bill. Yes. Um, I've got <laughs> – Back to I, that. I've been very thankful to um, Representative Jill Norgard, Representative Anthony Kern. Um, we've had some people working on this for quite some time. Uh, as I told you off air, we introduced a bill similar to this a year ago. It didn't receive a hearing. Um, this bill is much more mature in that we have spoken with uh, representatives from other universities about how did you solve the, for the problems so this is happening that we're in other, other states. We're not the only ones that are plagued by this. Okay. And it, it, I think the best way to describe it is scope creep. Well, you yeah. start with a really good idea. And then you start lumping things on top of it. And before yep. you know it, you've got this behemoth that is almost unmanageable. Mm-hmm. Okay, that you need to return to what's your mission. And, you know, talking to your, uh, talking about your, your dad. Yep. Oh, my father-in-law. Or yeah. your father-in-law. Yep. If you're, you not like constantly, yeah. if you're not constantly asking the question, why are we doing and doing this? Is it part of our mission? And, and making sure that you're narrowing down your scope. Because there's always going to be forces to expand scope. You've got to have that force that is acts as a, a counterbalance to it. Well, you know, we got to take a quick time out. I mean, there's people calling up that actually go to the U of A. I want them to stay where they are. And then there's one reason. I don't know if you saw this story. One of the reasons that I'm worried about this, I think the universities all need to cut a lot of money because they're not getting as much funding. They're so bloated, right? There's, there's a lot of employees that don't need to be there that we have to pay for. That's what I think. And there's a scary thing going on throughout the country. It's not just the U of A. 
There was a, do you see the story? It was in Politico magazine about how China, China is spreading communism in our, in our universities. Colleges are broke. U of A is one of them, where China pays about $10 billion a year to have literally buildings and teachings of what they call Chinese cultural history. And it's at the U of A. It's Confucius. They try to just paint it to be nothing, and they literally teach communist propaganda. And it's going on at the U of A. And, it, and the reason they let it happen is because China pays them. I, I want to get into that as well. Because this, this is, I mean, to me, I'd rather not take China's money Goes and let them give propaganda. Yeah, Goes that's another thing. Mission. They're just taking money. Then you know what? If you can't afford what you're doing, fire some people. That's what happens in the real world. Goes back to mission. Yep, we'll, we'll get into that. And I want calls from people at the U of A as well. 880-KNST, 880-5678. We'll continue. Say, Rev. Mark Fincham, I've kept him here because he's having fun. Seriously, well, you couldn't have more fun than this. Live on the radio? It's free TV. Well, that too. That's right. We'll continue at 5. KNST AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Talk. All right, 829. Thanks for hanging out. Going to be about 78 today. Uh, Mid-50s tomorrow with rain, and then mid-50s on Sunday. Get out the winter boots. Years ago, my wife's like, I need those hunter boots, because they were like the thing. Oh, yeah. And we live in the desert. Right? So then when it rains... She always forgets to put on the Hunter boots. So I'm going to make her. She might not even leave the house tomorrow. I'm say, I don't care. Walk around those Hunter boots. <laughs> go you throw the trash yes. in your boots. Go take the dog for a Go do something. Go take out the trash. It works. And then make me a sandwich. In those I know. It's, 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 yeah. Well, that's a good one. But it's never going to happen. All right. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Garrett Lewis. She doesn't listen. I hope she doesn't. Uh, <laughs> Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like me and follow me there as well. Uh, let's go to Tony. Tony, welcome to KNST. Hello, Tony. Good morning. What's happening? I'd say it's great talking to you. Thanks, man. My, my high school kids are fans of yours. Well, that's cool. Is it because I have bad language? No, no. Oh. It's, uh, it's funny. Uh, being uh, Hispanic conservatives and then being in this town is real interesting. And my kids have fun debating in classes. Really? Oh, yes, it's amazing. Very cool. Tell them I think it's awesome. You know, if they ever want to, uh, you know what, since they seem to be good kids, if they ever want to come down to the radio station and kind of sit here and watch how it happens, we well, can make that happen. I'll have to do that to take them down there. But anyways, as yeah. far as uh, where I'm at, um, I am an older graduate. I just graduated last year. I'm retired military and, Thank you. Uh, and went, to, uh, you know, went to college late. So it, you, you, you made me laugh because the last class I took before I graduated was that Vampires and Werewolves Told class. you. It's a real class. It's a real freaking class. Okay, and my degree is in environmental. So, you know, I cannot understand why we have to take these stupid classes that have absolutely nothing to do. I had to take a East Asian studies. <laughs> I had to take some Roman classes. It's like, you know... Plus me being in the military, I'm kind of diverse already. None of that was taken into consideration that I'm already a, a, a worldly scholar of certain things. <laughs> well, Tony, if you're going to be out studying the environment, you've got to be aware that the werewolves live out there, and you've got to you know, make sure you protect them. Are you, are you, are you mean, can you say that the uh, werewolves or vampires are contributing to global warming? No, but I can tell you this, that the fish are more important than the people. So they're even more important than illegals. So just just so you know. That. Oh, is that what they teach you? Oh yeah. Oh, oh my. Yeah. So you had to pay for this. What what are you getting a job? I mean, what what are you going to do? Uh, you know, when you we get a degree. I work here at the U of A. <laughs> so you just you you went into debt, or you got a free education because you it's a perk. Yeah, and and this place is real <laughs> interesting. I'm I'm glad you guys are having this topic because um, it's a state job, and 
so is ASU and so is NAU, but NAU and ASU pay more than in the position that I'm in. You know, the same position at their colleges, they pay more money. Really? Oh, yeah. So, you know, they give out these classes, make it mandatory for you to take so they can make more money, and then they charge you atrocious fees for parking here. You know, it's just amazing. Yeah, well, I'm I'm telling you, that's why they got to cut the fat, man. So you took all those classes. I mean, so those people... I mean, I'm assuming, are they professors? Who's that? The ones that teach the East Asian studies and oh, the werewolves. No, and, and, and believe it or not, uh, some of those were even uh, teacher's aides. So the professors get paid, and they pay pennies to the teacher's aides. That's aid. another scam. Yeah. It's and, all a scam. It's just amazing. You know, oh, man. I, I don't know how they get away with some things like that. but So were you forced, forced to buy a book that was written by the professor to support the class? In one of the classes I was, but hmm. that, I will tell you right now, that was probably a good thing because uh, he actually was teaching uh, a great class that was uh, an economics class. That's good to hear. And uh, that the instructor did write the book, and he did a great job. And, uh, you know, he's unfortunately retired now from here, but he was an awesome instructor. <clears throat> Well, very cool. Listen, uh, Tony, thank you for, for checking in. I'm glad you supported me and backed me up with that class and you had to take it. Did you ever raise your hand, by the way, when they're, because it's literally, it's called uh, Werewolves and Vampires of Eastern Europe, right? That's what it's called? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's actually called Slavic Folklore. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, Slavic Folklore so and Culture. So you're, you're like, why are we studying things that don't exist? <laughs> yeah, some people, I swear to you, honestly believe in this yeah, stuff. I bet they do. Well, Ryan over there does. Anyway. <laughs> hey, Tony, thank you for checking in, man. I appreciate it. Tell your kids thanks for listening, man. Thank you. Yeah. You got to take care. You too. Um, I'm telling Fake you, news. We'll, we'll talk about this too. We got, uh, we got, and this is something, you know, I guess you could talk to your group about this. We got, got this message. I know you got it too, Mark. Uh, from Mike, uh, his daughter goes to ASU taking a class that has nothing to do with what she's taking, I'm assuming majoring in. There are over 400 elective classes at ASU. Most of those classes are taught by professors who wrote books and want to make more money. I mean, it's like, it's like Obamacare. You have to buy it if you want to be here. Well, I think one of the other things that I, I, I question, and this, this goes to oversight. This is an, a prime example of what the governing board might be able to, to dig into. Okay. How many professors are actually teaching? Yes, exactly. Are, are, are you in the classroom? And I'm not hooting on professors. I, I don't know the system. I've not been in a U of A classroom, well, so it, I, I'm but, not able but, to But is it, is it to where I mean, these, the professors claim they can't teach because they're doing research, which helps out the university by getting grants or crap like that? I mean, to me, it's okay. a job. Imagine if I had a talk. I'm the talk show host and I never work. Again, Granted, it comes, last back, month it's been that it comes back to mission. Is your mission yeah. to teach yeah. or is your mission to generate money for the university? Exactly. Okay? exactly. So it, it, we really need to dial in on mission. I wanna, and by the way, if yeah. people want to give me yes. uh, comments and feedback and all this, it's, it's always helpful uh, to, to in the discussion around whether or not a bill is ready for a vote to gather feedback from the public. And so far, it's been overwhelming support for this. But I'm sure that there's going to be somebody out there, there's got to be somebody out there who has a dissenting opinion. I want to hear that. So if they'd like to go to www.votefincham.com, that's V-O-T-E, F like Frank, I-N like Nancy, C-H-E-M like Mark, dot com, click on the contact button, and there's an email form that you can fill out. Um, just the very first thing in the email, if you would put uh, ABOR, A-B-O-R. 
Arizona Board of Regents. And I will look for those emails and collect that up because I think it's really important for me to share with members, both in the House and Senate, this is what the community is saying. Now, you had, had mentioned, have I talked to the university presidents about this? We'll get that when we get back. I can't. You can't? You're not allowed? I'll answer that question when you come back. Good How's invitation. That? I like that tease. That was very good. I want to get to that. Learning. And, and I want to talk about that Confucius Institute as well. I want you to know about this. You've got to ask Bob Robbins about this. Okay. I mean, it is literally communist propaganda being spread. And they're not the only campus. There's like hundreds of them across the country. China's infiltrating. It's It's insane. We'll get to that coming up. Here's the latest from Fox. Leading talk. Yes. Hi, 845. I'm really late. We've been having great conversation, though. An entertaining talk show. Uh, three things I think you need to know. Number one, there is a four-page memo. Predictions from State Rep. Mark Fincham. It drops Monday. Uh, it's apparently going to expose this whole thing with the Russian dossier, the fake thing, the DOJ, senior members of the DOJ, the FBI, how they spied on Trump. That's what we're thinking. Members of Congress have seen it. They can't talk about it till it's declassified. They got to vote on it. Then Trump's got to okay it. Watch this be dropped. Great idea, Mark. Uh, right at a couple of, let the weekend go with this government shutdown crap. And then this will overtake it on Monday. Holy smokes. Watch out. Second thing I think you need to know uh, is, uh, yes, the government looks like it's going to shut down. Uh, and good luck with that. Democrats trying to protect, uh, protect illegal aliens. That's not going to work out well for them. No, 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 no. Third thing I think you need to know, Tucson is number one once again. Uh, Tucson, there's a story at Forbes. Uh, it's on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. Tucson, the number one slowest growing economic big city, slowest growing economy for big cities in the U.S. from 2011 to 2016. Negative 3.7%. The average city grew 10.9% that time period. Tucson shrunk. Again, Tucson uh, is the city that jumped into a giant pool of ice-cold water and had shrinkage. That's what it comes down to. Put that in your mind. Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations, Mayor Rothschild. Good job. Uh, Three things I think you need to know. Regina Romero, can you comment? Can you even spell the word economy? Anyway, she ain't that bright. Um, None of them are. Uh, We're talking with, uh, with State Rep. Mark Fincham. You were talking about, what were you talking about again? I don't even remember anymore. You were about to make some kind of a point. It was a good tease. But my mind is based on this communist stuff now. You just totally talking. blew up my mind good. with the 15 seconds of cold water. Well, there thing. you go. Listen, we can, don't try to appropriate our culture. If you're a woman, you have no idea what we're talking about. It's okay, though. Um, so we're talking about, uh, again, the, the college reform, stuff like that, and the fact that uh, there's terrible courses and, and universities are broke, and there was this story in the Politico, about how, uh, right here, how China infiltrated U.S. classrooms. Chinese government-run educational institutes are all over college campuses in this country. All over them. They're called Confucius Institutes. And you know what they don't talk about? Human rights violations in China. Hmm. They don't talk about a lot of these things. I read this was an incredible, incredible story. And China is paying about $10 billion a year to colleges and universities, U of A is one of them, uh, to get there, and they're expanding too on the campuses, going into bigger buildings, to basically brainwash college students in this country about China. It's basically a giant propaganda push. Um, uh, It's Beijing-approved. Yes. Confucius Institutes teach a very particular Beijing-approved version of Chinese culture and history. It ignores concerns over human rights. Teaches Taiwan and Tibet indisputably belong to mainland China. Yes, this is the stuff they teach. Uh, 
there was a, a, a government official in China who said in 2009, the Confucius Institutes are an important part of China's overseas propaganda setup. They literally admit this. And the University of Arizona, look at this right here, Mark, right here. Confucius.Arizona.edu. I know Bob Robbins didn't put it up there, but I'm wondering if anybody can stop the spread of communist propaganda. I know it's in other places on the U of A as well. Uh, you got Noam Chomsky there. But anyway, um, why the hell? I mean, if we're that desperate for money, so where we're taking a lot of money, usually it's about 100000 bucks a year. I mean, I, that's what it said on average. I don't know what the U of A takes. Are, are we that desperate for money we're getting? Uh, we're, we're allowing the Chinese to pay to teach our students propaganda, communist propaganda? Um, if that's the case, they need to fire a lot of professors and a lot of overhead. So this is the first I've seen of this. Yep. Totally unaware of it. Uh, one of the things that we did do uh, to try and bring balance to the university, because we have received, when I say we, uh, a number of my colleagues and myself have received uh, complaints, if you will, yeah. from both parents yeah. uh, and students about their um, an accusation that they are continually influenced by propaganda, mm -hmm. continually, and that the the education they're paying for has somehow shifted into indoctrination. Now, we, in order to bring balance to that, legislature a couple of years ago funded the, uh, the civic schools to teach federalism, to yeah. teach you know those things about our Constitution, not all of the... Um, that's not indoctrination. That's just actual history. Yeah, this is actual history. American yeah. History. Yeah, history. Yeah. And, and interestingly enough, not long after that, other universities around the country, and I can't remember specifically, I think it was Harvard, no longer teaches American history in their American history major. Yep. Okay. Incredible. Incredible. So, I mean, it kind of makes me wonder, do I really want to have somebody with a Harvard degree working for me? Exactly. Uh, well, and, and this is this, this is the stuff, though. This is what... Right. I, I know. Um, and, and let me just read one more thing from this story. Uh, Chinese Minister of Propaganda, hmm. Liu Yunshan, said in, the 20, in 2010 in an article in the People's Daily, quote, Coordinate the efforts of overseas and domestic propaganda and further create a favorable international environment for us. With regard to key issues that influence our sovereignty and safety, we should actively carry out international propaganda battles against issuers such as Tibet, something else, Taiwan, human rights, everything. We should do well at establishing and operating overseas cultural centers and Confucius institutes. Mm -hmm. And this is right here on the U of A. Well, this campus. actually fits fits in line with, and I, I wasn't really prepared to talk about this, but it fits in line with a bill that I've asked uh, legislative council to draft, and that is if you are acting as an agent of a foreign government, yeah. you have to register with the state of Arizona mm -hmm. as an agent of a foreign government. And it, I think it should be This that would way. be an example of something like that. Yeah. We want to know if you're going to bring propaganda into our system yep. that is... And it's happening. It, 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 this is an educational institution. It shouldn't be a propaganda institution. So that's that's problematic for me. Yep. And I'm, I'm glad you brought it yep. to my attention. I'm going to have to... I'll send it to send you. Send me the link. Yeah, I I'd will. Like I'll to, send it to, to you. read that story. And I'm telling you, they were there, in this, there were journalists that have covered this, and they've tried to get interviews with people that teach on the campuses of the Confucius Institutes. They won't get calls back. One guy wanted to talk, wanted to go to the basement because he was scared that... He would be spied upon or heard in America at the Confucius Institute. Isn't that crazy? 
Um, and this is on the University it, of Arizona it's sad. campus. It's sad as well. Yes, yeah, it, re- it really is. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll, we'll continue. So, um, real quick, what are the odds that this bill passes? You're, 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 you have to get it approved? Well, I'd say we're, right now we're at 50-50. Okay, and um, anything I, from Ducey? Uh, I have had conversations with governor's staff. They wanted to know some pretty specific questions about, sure. you know, who's who. how do we protect the constitutional requirements? Um, and that's the board of trustees. How do we, who has what function? How do we put yeah. these pieces together? So trying not to leave the situation to chance, we tried to be as prescriptive as exactly. we could be in the statute. To say, look, the work product, work rule, scope of work, that's going to come from the trustees. Mm-hmm. The trustees ultimately, because they're now elected, they would be elected yep. officials as opposed to appointees, are susceptible to the heat that uh, taxpayers bring. Okay. That's issue number one. Issue number two is all of the work that is done on the part of the governing boards yep. will have oversight by somebody other than just the governing board. Okay. We don't have that right now. Nope. No, we don't. Um, well, uh, I think it's great that you're doing this. I think that we need uh, more lawmakers to do things that really impact us. And this impacts the entire state of Arizona, every single taxpayer. I'd love to get more uh, feedback. Yes. So votefincham.com, contact, click on contact, write, write me a note, tell me what you think. Write in ABOR in the very front of the message so that mm-hmm. I can, because I get lots of emails in mm-hmm. a day, about 350, 400 emails a day. Okay. So I want to weed through this stuff. Okay. Hopefully this bill will be coming up soon. Uh, Mr. Boyer didn't say yes or no, the chairman of the education committee, but there are a lot of members who are fielding calls about the abuses of the universities, everything from university leasing, which ABOR, this is one of the, ABOR didn't even know that was there. there. We'll we'll, we'll do some more because we have some more questions. Just hang out if you don't. We've got to take a quick time out to make some money. Cover your ears, Mark. 854, KNST, AIM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. It's your morning ritual with me, Gary Lewis, on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. I feel like I can breathe better, but it's just, it's just my voice. But Ryan uh, is on record in the first hour of the show saying I sound sexier. I remember, you, did I say that or did you say that? Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I might have. I was asleep. Okay. I'll You're go in my dreams. Me. I'll go with me. Yes. Uh, three things I think you need to know. Number can you speak one. With an accent? Uh, <laughs> it always helps. No. A New York accent. (laughs) Three things. Number one, uh, and there's a bombshell ready to uh, explode. Uh, A bunch of Republican congressmen ran to the TV uh, networks yesterday, the cable news networks, saying, we can't tell you what's in this four-page memo, but when we read it, we were shocked. This is like KGB stuff. And they just hinted it's at the uh, the FISA warrant that was uh, obtained by the Department of Justice, the FBI, senior officials involved in both those organizations, how they were able to somehow spy on Trump with the Russian dossier. Like, it's all unraveling. And uh, apparently one congressman, we played this soundbite earlier, uh, Matt Gates. he said, uh, this is going to also prove that this Mueller investigation needs to stop. It's a waste. This was all a big setup. I mean, you, you, you're going to find it. Well, we're going to find out probably, I would say, early next week. 
Uh, is that because it has to? It's classified. It's got to be unclassified. They got to vote on that. The president's got to approve it. We're going to find out that there was a. I mean, just all the powers, our intelligence agencies, the Obama White House, the establishment, all working together to try to make sure an outsider like Trump did not win the White House. Uh, and it's really sick because if they were doing that there, this is total corruption. This is government abusing power. This is spying on people. This will be the biggest. This will be the biggest scandal in the history of this country. And Trump's exposing it all. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, government will, it looks like it'll shut down. It's probably going to happen. And uh, and it's okay. And I made the point, I got an email on it. You're not listening to the whole show. The government was shut down last weekend. Your life was okay. It shut down 18 times since 1974. World didn't end. We're going to be okay. 88% of everything continues in the government. Uh, military and uh, it has not touched. I like Repu- the Republicans are trying to make that case. We need to fund this and do that. I get it. They're still going to be okay. Uh, Democrats are standing up for illegal aliens. That won't work well. Third thing I think you need to know, uh, as I get more stuffed up, I apologize. Third thing is that uh, Tucson, and I have the story on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. Uh, Tucson is the number one, is number one for the slowest growing economy in big cities in America from 2011 to 2016. We have the slowest growing economy. It's actually negative growth, negative 3.7%. Negative 3.7% from 2011 to 2016. Shrinkage. We we grew negatively. Tucson, again, jumped in an ice-cold pool. Shrinkage. The average city in this country in the same time period grew 10.9%. Rothschild, Kazachik, Romero, all these geniuses... Negative 3.7. Keep it up, geniuses. Keep it up. Is uh, Chris Magnus going to tweet about that? Everything's good. You know what? I think you know, I think of Tucson Police Chief Chris Magnus. I think of the Lego movie. Everything is awesome. He's tweeting out stuff that uh, DACA is important. Uh, as police officers are quitting left and right and retiring and nobody's happy. Morale is the worst it's ever been. Everything is awesome. Anyway, uh, three things I think you need to know. Uh, sitting here with uh, Mark Fincham, State Rep. Mark Fincham, who... Uh, is, I mean, this is like the best Friday I've ever had. You've had like major radio time. This is fun. We get paid for this. Isn't yeah, that crazy? I guess time flies when you're it does. studious. Exactly. that Or something. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, again, it's all about his bill that hopefully will get a lot of support. Are you, are you hoping that this maybe if it gets support, it could be uh, enacted uh, this, this coming session? Or the, the that's, college. That's the goal. That's college the goal. Uh, ABOR reform, Arizona Board of Regents. Uh, all kinds of things. If you're just tuning in again, uh, this bill would actually make sure that uh, – Three governing boards oversee AS, you know, each university and instead of just the Board of Regents. And there'd be competition when it comes to price. It wouldn't just be set by the Board of Regents. Uh, they would compete for students, which is fantastic. That lowers the price, competition. Uh, these boards could oversee the curriculum, some classes offered, things like that, and say, why is this here? What are you doing? Why are you teaching this? This doesn't lead to a job. Uh, this is all good stuff. But what would you like to see? Because, again, I'm all about these stupid classes being eliminated that just make – it just makes money from these uh, students, puts them into debt. Uh, there's no reason that these these other teachers need to be – need need to have a job. And we had one guy call me and said, yeah, he took that class, that class I make fun of, the uh, uh, folklore. Slovakian. Slovakian folklore rather, yeah. of uh, vampires and werewolves in Eastern Europe. I mean, it's just it's just insane. Uh, so hang on. Bill's hanging on. What What do you think? Bill, welcome to KNST. Thank you for hanging on. Hey, thanks. My my daughter is graduating from uh, high school this year, and she got into U of A ASU, and she decided not to go to school and uh, to college. And I am over the moon 
very happy about it. I don't want to send her to a university that is going to uh, teach her things that are absolutely incorrect. So what you were saying, Garrett, is only partially correct insofar as you take classes that might be worthless, but at universities right now, you take classes to learn things that just aren't true, such as gender as a human construct, um, such as um, all problems um, are a result of white male capitalist patriarchy. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. If you send your kid to learn that, they are going to get out of school less equipped to deal in the real world than they would have been if they didn't go to school in the first place. So I am so happy that I am not going to have to spend my money um, to teach my daughter things that will make her less equipped to deal uh, with the workforce. What is is she going to do? She's going to go out to L.A. She's interested in fashion and retail. So she's going to get a job at a um, high-end retail store out in L.A. And, you know, you might as well start it at 18 as opposed to wasting uh, four to six years partying and learning things that aren't true. So, um, you know, on, on the other side of the equation, my son goes to the U of A. He's a math major. He's a straight A student. And he's forced to take a bunch of classes that don't advance what he wants to learn, which is math. And um, he went in and started taking some humanities classes. And he came to me and he said, Dad, I can be more creative in math than I can um, taking an English lit class. He's very interested in history. He can't be creative in history. He can't think on his own in history. But at math, there's still some truths that are not subjective. So he's a math major. And I'm extraordinarily proud of him. I'm extraordinarily proud of my daughter. And I'm super happy. My daughter's not the student that my son is. Um, so I, I, I'm just very happy that she's not going to be indoctrinated to a bunch of lies that I would have to pay for. Yeah, and that's the thing. You go either she goes in debt, you pay for it. Yeah, you get you get you lose four years on a head start of life experience in a business that she wants. I mean, who knows? She she could start her own clothing line she, or whatever business things that you don't you're not even taught. Sometimes you're in college, you're not even taught uh, how to actually compete in life, how to start a business, how to do these things. Um, Correct. You know? you're, you're taught how to be a victim. Yeah. So so I'm not going to be the only one. And so when you look at enrollment and what, this, what, what the purpose of higher education is in America, we've completely lost focus, and I'm not the only one. I, I hope that student enrollment declines up and until they get rid of the gender studies, the religious studies, the racial studies, and, and having all of those departments metastasized all across the curriculum that then poisons everything. It's true. I mean, I mean, the only reason that those departments and those classes exist is to push propaganda or ideology or something like that. That's the only reason. Well, I, I, the, the focus has gone from teaching people how to think to teaching them what, what to, to think. think. Exactly. And that is, by definition, indoctrination, not yep. education. So Bill's got a great Bill, observation. Man. Yeah, thank, thank you for chiming in, man. I appreciate it. 
You're welcome, bud. See Take care. So, real quick, uh, yes, my son's going to graduate this year, and he's looking to go to Pima, then U of A, to be a architectural engineer. What is he going to have to uh, to navigate through now? Like, I'm thinking about it, and I'm I'm hearing you, and I'm like, I don't even think I even want him to go to school. I'd he- rather him go like learn how to weld or be a plumber or something, and. Learn a job or a skill like that that actually is going to make money. In demand that he will yeah. get paid. Well, honestly, I, my assessment is the basic question is what does he want to do with yeah, it? Yeah, that's What does he thing. want to do with it? Is he the kind of guy who – because there's, I guess, two cl- – two, I don't want to say classes. Two groups of people. Yeah. There's the thinkers and there's the doers. Okay? An architect is going to think about how to build something. What steel's got to have? What's the thickness of concrete? And all, thinking about it. The guy, the journeyman, the guy who's actually doing it, quite quite often has an incredible fulfillment in standing back and saying, "I had a hand in I creating. Made this, yeah. I made this." Mm-hmm. So to to say that trades are not important and the only university counts, I think is is a, is an immense disservice. You know, I wonder if that's a big marketing ploy, not just by universities. Uh, but by big business and certain lawmakers that want cheap labor, where they want to make sure they keep getting the cheap labor, there's an excuse for, we can't find people to do this job. It's because deep down, you look down upon people that do this stuff right. in our society. I mean, oh, no, Americans can't do they got to bring people right. in from other countries. That's garbage. Let me ask you this, though, also. Um, Bill brought up a point, and, and it, it resonated with me. I go over all these, I do all kinds of crazy college stories every week. Find them. And the one thing that continuous is, is continuous every single week are stories about white privilege and things like that. And the U of A, I mean, ASU had their um, problems with whiteness class. And then the U of A has their, they had their white privilege walk and all this other stuff. And I mean, this is racial division garbage that literally does not lead to jobs, does not lead to critical thinking. It's just straight up propaganda and guilt and going after white people. Well, and again, it's class warfare. Yes. It, so, is, it is trying to – yeah. the, the key thing to focus on is what you're hearing, yeah. divisional or unifying. Well, I, but I When wanna, it's divisional, yeah. always be suspect. Well, but I, what I want to know is will these governing – if your bill goes through and it passes and it passes uh, through the legislature, goes to the governor, he signs it, will I, – I want that governing board – uh, for ASU or U of A or any of you, if they see these classes, to say these are out of here. Well, I think that'll be up to the Board of Trustees to direct the governing boards on policy decisions. Now, let me ask that's you this. A, I think that's a policy well, decision. Well, okay. Um, a po- Can Trust it, me, if I, if I end up being on yeah. the governing board, that will be one of those things that we yeah. we no longer offer that. That's not part of our culture here. Should our I, culture here needs to be unifying, yeah. not divisional. Well, and, and it needs to actually lead to something that's going to be good for the state of Arizona. That's mm-hmm. Can the people that want to keep those classes in, whether it could be a university president or some bigwig, uh, for lack of a better term, kind of grease the skids of people on the governing boards? Can they have relationships with them to try to influence them? Can they do things? Well, that's one of the reasons that I've, I, we've, we've tried to architect this so that they yeah. won't have that kind of input, okay? so There can be no, und- nothing. There's like, you know, one, some, some guy at a university going, you know, in a, in a break at one of the meetings they have every other month, hey, Jim, come here, look. Let that one go. The governor still will appoint the members of the governing board. The governor will still appoint the trustees, but it locks down who the trustees will be 
because the trustees will change every two years with an election, yeah. likely. I'm, I'm okay. just, I just want to make sure there's no buddy-buddy system here. Well, that's one of the things we're trying to break up. Okay. That's one of the things we're trying to break up. Now, you had asked about, uh, just the teaser was about why I can't talk to university presidents. Yes. It's not that I can't. Uh, I do not want to put any president uh, in, a, in an untoward position because they work for ABOR. And I think to solicit their feedback on who is going to, how they're going to be supervised on the architecture of the governing board, mm-hmm. uh, I think that puts them in a very bad position. And I wouldn't presume to do that. Uh, I, I, all three of them are. You don't think doing so? You don't think, hey, hey, Bob, you think this will be good? I mean, if he doesn't like it, I think that's a good thing. If I he just, does like it and say, yeah, we need people to oversee to make sure we stay on task. Once we get a little further down the road, okay. Okay. Uh, maybe. But I, I just don't want to set up a situation where there could be any kind of retribution uh-huh. on them by um, leadership with ABOR. Now, I'm not suggesting that ABOR would do it. I just don't want to create that environment. Yeah, okay. I, I think it's it's a disservice to them. Okay. We're going to continue, Mark. Uh, we have people that want to call and have questions. You got to go? I am going to have to go in about 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. I'll, so. I'll kick you out before then. Don't worry about that. Okay. But thank you. Toss you, me to the you'll, curb. You'll, you'll be gone. Uh, the people want to uh, talk about this, and, and there's a great question on deck. Um, and, and then uh, we were talking, I want you to expose one of the biggest scams these universities have, how they make money Ooh. with the university leasing. university leasing. We'll get to that coming up. Right. KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 28, thank you for hanging out. Stay rep. Mark Fitcham is still here with me because well, why not? I'm a very likable person. <clears throat> Nothing? Nothing. Okay, fine. So going to be about 78 today. Uh, mid-50s with rain tomorrow. And mid-50s on Sunday. Thank you. At Garrett Lewis on Twitter. Follow me. Or puppies will get hurt. Uh, let's go to Bob. Bob, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Hello. Hey, hi, guys. Good show. Thank you. Hey, there's a, another problem I haven't heard you talk about. I, I think that these people should be leaving their political viewpoints and leave politics out of the classrooms. Let me tell you a quick story about my son. He went to uh, hematology. He was going to get a computer science degree. Got it taking a math class, and Ted Kennedy died. And the teacher wanted everybody to say a prayer for Ted Kennedy Mm. before class started. And my son stood up and he says, what does this have to do with math? And then he asked the teacher, he says, do saying prayers for somebody who went to hell do any good? And then he walked (laughs) out and changed his class. (laughs) Good for him. Wow. Holy smoke, what happened? I mean, it... Any any backlash when we changed class, or is, did everything work he, out okay? He never heard from that teacher again. Okay, Everybody kind of looked at him. He just got up. It was good. It was early in the semester. He was able to walk out and switch uh, switch professors, get uh, another drops, teacher, drops get another ads. class. Yeah. You know what? Um, you bring up a great point, and I, I will answer that. Thank you, Bob. That was a great – because uh, Mark has – you want to share that story? Because um, I think the biggest thing is free market, and now we can record people, get them on record. Oh, and it's, it's so funny when people – people have all kinds of – their professors are very brave – until they realize other people, lots of other people may see what they're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there was a day that the media had the exclusive media, present yes. company uh, not oh, included, yeah. but there was a day that the media had the exclusive ability to to litigate things in the public square without anybody's response. They could create the narrative. Today, no. you have people like, um, for example, Adam Quasman. Yeah. We were talking about that yeah. on the break. Yeah. Uh, Adam went to was was Bright formerly a, a House representative. Yep. Uh, went to uh, law school up at ASU. 
was in a class where the professor, I think it was a tort law class, where the professor just started beating up on Ted Cruz and espousing what Adam described as just purely socialist views. And he finally, Minard Truina, the, the spew, stood up and said, stop. Adam, I said, am stop. Pay- yep. Adam says, I am paying you to teach me tort law. I am not paying you to hear your political views on the, on the direction you think the nation should go. And the professor, from what I understand, started arguing with him until he realized that Adam was recording it. It's the whole thing. Hold and pushed phone. it to Facebook. Yep. And said, "Look, this is what's going on. So, what? I, if nothing else, mm-hmm. at least social media has become this great equalizer yep. for for people to stand up and say, I've had enough. I am not paying. I'm paying you for a job. I am a customer, and that's one of the things that I think that every university professor needs to understand. Exactly. It's no longer a good old boys club." to espouse your particular flavor of political correctness, mm-hmm. per political view, unless it is associated with a political science class. Yes. Now, people that are, for example, this gentleman talking about a math class, political views, probably not appropriate. No. Uh, but if you are in a political science class where you're trying to demonstrate the difference of one view versus another, I mean, I talked for a little bit about the federalism in civic school. We we funded that to make sure that American physics, or I'm sorry, civics, <laughs> wrong class. American civics is actually taught on the college campus. And one thing that is it just absolutely drives me nuts is when I hear very well educated people call America a democracy. I know, yep, we're not. I, yeah. I heard it all day yesterday on Fox News yep. from representatives, and we are a constitutional republic. Mm-hmm. And if you don't understand the difference. All you got to do is just take a minute and Google, Google Aristotle and the difference between democracy and republic. See, why do we have to pay for classes at the U of A or ASU or NAU and we could just Google that stuff right then and there? I, I, competition. Saying, education competition. changed yes. the day the educational process yes. changed the day we could plug a cable into a wall and we had access to the World Wide Web and the libraries that are out there. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's an amazing thing that we have now had made available to yeah. us that helps support guided education. Yep. Hey, listen, I'm with I you. Know, I know, I'm on the soapbox. I know, I know, it's okay. Sorry. And I think we're running late and you got to leave. We'll do the university leasing. Well, I, you, you can't I can talk can about that. it real quick can if you want. Can you do it in one minute? Okay, yeah, I can do it in one minute. Okay. So here's the deal with university leasing. So they've, they've set up these shell companies that essentially act as 501c3s, purchase land, kick off the, whether it's a business or whatever, and then improve that land and turn over all the profits and proceeds to the university. Well, that's great for the university. Once again, we're talking about the business side of things. But what do they build on it? They just build like a dorm well, or a condo? No, for or? example, State Farm. State Farm Insurance in, up in Tempe has a massive campus okay. um, that was purchased by the University Foundation. The, the land yeah, was, yep. and now all the proceeds from that are going to ASU. Well, okay, that's all well and good, except what about the local tax base that they have just siphoned off? All the money that would have gone to K-12 through education. You know, we've, we're talking about paying teachers more. Yep. Well, as we begin to see these incremental reductions in taxable land, tax base, it makes it harder and harder for us to pay teachers. Well, yes. where's the money going? 
The money's going to the universities, which, by the way, if I haven't already mentioned it once, I'll mention it again, $44.5 billion franchise. That's right. Okay, I, that is not making so sense. So can there be a lot? Why do the universities, why are they allowed to even buy land? That's not their job. Well, that's one of the reasons Vince Leach, Representative Leach, uh-huh. is running a, uh, a bill that will prohibit yes. university leasing. Because they, they, they could have bought land that had businesses right. on it that pay tax, once and now again, they own it and they don't pay tax. Once again, we come back to ABOR oversight. I yeah. think that they, the universities are doing things that run counter to public policy that has been set by the legislature. Yep. When we construct a tax policy... We're not doing that in a vacuum. We know about all the missing pieces, all the pieces that move, all the things, all of those things that contribute to the general fund. Okay, if if you start pulling chunks of that out, that changes the equation. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a closed universe of dollars. The taxpayers have been very clear that they do not want us to tax them anymore. You wanna yeah. you want a stark example? Oro Valley. Yes. Acts the tax. Overwhelming. That thing lost because of a $3,500 anti-tax campaign that went up against big bucks. Yes, it did. Okay. Any politician that is in the sound of my voice, if you're not hearing what the taxpayers are telling you, you need to go back to school. Except in Tucson where they voted to increase the sales tax. But they're they're special. Number one. Slowest growing economy. Uh, Mark, thank you for everything. VoteFincham.com is the website. Vote yes, and I would love, to, I really want to hear if, if no matter where board. you're at on the issue, I really want to collect as much information as I can from the community uh, because now this thing is before um, committee. Okay, very cool. Thank you for doing that. Uh, when we get back, again, VoteFincham.com. When we get back, I'll get more of your calls. Uh, and on top of that, uh, there's already threats the government shutdown is going to happen. Lawmakers are saying people are going to die. And Tucson being the slowest growing economy in the country. We'll continue. Here's Fox. <laughs> wow. I'm getting some emails on this this show. Because, you know what? Just when we try to... And by the way, we'll do three things in a second. We're pretty late. But um, just when, you know, uh, I mean, we, we talk about uh, body parts and things like that, and we're extremely immature, then we do a smart show like this. And then we, we divert to ruin our entire reputation and go... Immature one more time. What now? I'm not going to say the body part. No, I just, I'm just saying because people are giving me credit. They're being very nice and emails and stuff like that. Uh, but don't worry. We'll let you down and disappoint you by talking about totally immature things that are hell, uh, a hell of an entertaining talk, though. Uh, we'll continue with that. You never know what you're going to get on the show. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, there's going to be a bombshell. We'll play it again. A bombshell uh, release. There should be. It should be released. They're calling for it. It will basically expose the whole scam about that Russian fake dossier. How top officials of the DOJ and the FBI worked with uh, to get to get the FISA warrant to spy on Trump and his peeps. It is going to be big. We'll get to that coming up. Uh, second thing I think you need to know: government shutdown looks uh, inevitable, and that's okay. That's right. Mark Fitch had a great call. He said, I predict that they are going to drop this uh, this memo that exposes all this stuff with the FBI Monday. Let the weekend be uh, when no one pays attention. This uh, this shutdown. And by the way, you think that people are going to back the Democrats? We're shutting it down because we didn't get amnesty for illegal aliens? Are you kidding me? Trump got elected for a reason, geniuses. Oh, it's going to bite them in the butt. And they want to divert talk from the great economy, the jobs, the market, you name it. Third thing I think you need to know, Tucson is number one. We are the uh, the slowest, the slowest growing economy 
of all the big cities in America from 2011 to 2016. Number one. Number one. It's on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it. I tweeted it out as well. Follow me there at Garrett Lewis. Number one, negative 3.7% growth. Negative 3.7. Again, we lit Tucson literally jumped in a pool of cold water and had shrinkage. Shrinkage. Our economy shrunk like a frightened turtle. You had to see the Seinfeld episode. So there you go. Three things I think you need to know. Um, No, 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 no. Hang on. I got other. Let me just tell you, it's already happening. And I've been trying to find the sound bites. Apparently on CNN this morning, Diane Feinstein, the old battle axe. It's like 83 years old this night. I mean, Matt, if you went to a restaurant and some 83-year-old tried to tell you what to do, no offense to 83-year-olds out there, but would you be like, get out of here? I would, but I'd say that to anybody. Um, 83 years old, this nut job. 83 years old. She is already out there saying, the government shuts down, people are going to die. I'll bet you across this country, people did die yesterday. And the government wasn't shut down. I, you know, I, I'm just thinking. But it's, it's there. It's there. She said it. I mean, that, that's what they tried to do. People are going to die. Yes. People are going to die. Uh, I'm just letting you know. It, be, expect all of this. Okay? Expect all of it. Uh, this story was from the Washington Examiner because they got it from CNN. You know, I'm doing a live radio show, so it's hard for me to to keep up in that aspect. But she said people are going to die. That's what they always say. You know, you do realize that, right? You know, uh, repeal Obamacare. People are going to die. Tax reform, Armageddon, end of the world. Don't you think that people have had enough of this garbage? Right? I know I have. Oy. People are going to die. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Trump tweeted about it. Yep. By the way, Trump has not tweeted still. He still, to this this very moment, has not tweeted about the, uh, the four-page memo. Trump tweeted out the quote from Dianne Feinstein 21 minutes ago. Shutting down the government is a very serious thing. People die. Accidents happen. I don't know how I would vote right now on a CR, okay? What does that even mean? What is it? What? It's a CR. A continuing resolution. That's what they wanted to vote for, to keep the government funded. Um, But she flipped her position twice in the same day. She was going to vote for it, but now she's not. You don't know, she said. Necessary functions can cease. There is no specific list you can look at and make a judgment. Well, everything is going to be just fine. You can't make a judgment. It's a last resort. I don't even know what the hell she's talking about. It's called scare tactics. That's all it is. People are going to die. Okay, thanks. We're uh, sure I had to start I crying. Am. Thanks, Diane. For all the people who are oh, yeah. going to not make it. Now let's go Yeah, Let's go to this story um, that has come out that literally lawmakers jumped to the cable news shows yesterday, calling it worse than Watergate, this Intel memo. Uh, Congressman Ron DeSantis tweeted, the classified report compiled by House Intelligence is deeply troubling and raises serious questions about the upper echelon of the Obama DOJ and Comey FBI as it relates to the so-called collusion investigation. Steve King, Republican congressman, I've read the memo. The sickening reality has set in. 
I no longer hold out hope there is an innocent explanation for the information the public has seen. I have a long list. I have long said it's worse than Watergate. It was never Trump, always Hillary. Release the memo. Release the memo. Man, oh man, oh man. It's like the Kraken. Yeah. Let's play, uh, release the Kraken. <laughs> Let's play Congressman Matt Gates from Florida. Uh, that is number 137. Uh, Matt Gates. this is what he said about the memo on Hannity last night. Go. I think that this will not end just with firings. I believe there are people who will go to jail. Ooh. I was uh, very persuaded by the evidence, and it also became clear to me why Chuck Grassley and Lindsey Graham felt it so important to refer this matter for criminal prosecution. You don't get to try to undermine our country, undermine our elections, and then simply get fired. So I think there will be criminal implications here, and we have to underscore the point that you and Jim Jordan just made. Every single Democrat on the entire Intelligence Committee voted against even allowing other members of Congress Uh to see this information. So you know they're going to fight against release to the American people. What are the Democrats so afraid of? Why don't they want the American people to know the truth about what was going on with the government, how that impacted the president, his transition, Uh his campaign? And it just seems interesting to me that Democrats don't want us to know what the entire basis was in the first place for the Mueller probe. They want to drag this out through the midterm elections to try to embarrass this president and distract this Congress from the critical work we've got to do to save this great country. Let's release the documents. Do you conclude that Mueller, the whole issue of Trump-Russia collusion never should have come up? Does Mueller need to disband? This was a lie built on corruption, built on a sham. The entire investigation is a fiction. It's a fallacy. And when the American people see how this began, when the American people see how different people interacted with one another, how organizations were infected and infiltrated and subjected to tremendous bias of individuals and how that really played out, I think that every American will understand how absolutely ludicrous it is that we continue to allow them our probe to go forward it needs to end because the entire basis is a lie wait till that memo comes out so once this is over what are they going to say when there'll be no more russia trump because it never was what are they going to say then he's not crazy 30 out of 30 on cognitive tests he's fit for office the economy is booming everything is happening what will be the next next excuse he's racist he's sexist he's anti-semitic he's uh he's crazy He's. I know what we should say. Hashtag fire them all. Yeah, well, throw them in jail. Throw them in prison. That's what I want. 953. I have more coming up. Yeah. KNST. There's more to this. KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk.